All right. Welcome, everybody, to the latest episode, podcast episode of the SDA podcast series. Welcome, Avengers. I'm here. I'm your host, Arthur Wu. And uh, let me introduce everybody on the call real quick. It's really early in the morning right now. So we might start slow, but we will get into this and do this movie the justice it deserves. So let's start up at the top. Introduce yourselves. R-Dub. Hey, everybody. This is Ronald here. And uh, I'm excited to be talking about this 10 years in the making. Hey, Wu Man. Anthony, your favorite podcaster? Out of these guys, at least. Debatable, (laughs) but we'll move on. Datter Boy? Yeah, Dot, and uh, just uh, an Infinity War fan. Oh, spoiler. What? What? There's no spoiler. (laughs) All right, keep going. So, Optimus. Oops, sorry, sorry. Hey, it's me. Um... I haven't read Infinity War, but, you know, just a big fan of Marvel, so excited oh, to see what yeah. everyone else has to say, hey, say, because I feel like you'll have a much more educated opinion than me. <laughs> Actually, no, it's good. If you haven't read the book, that's a good perspective to have. So okay. Technically, we'll, we'll there is no book called Infinity War, but I know what you mean. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll preamble <laughs> that, but thank you for that. Oh, okay, matter of fact, can I correct? I, I'm actually in, in Infinity uh, Gauntlet. Ah, yeah. Okay, that's why I thought you. That's why I said yeah. We're getting technical yeah. here. We are nice. Oh, we kicking out. Okay, right, what are we gonna do? All right, Nick Choi. Uh, Nick Choi. Uh, I've read the book. I've watched the movies. I'm pretty sure of all the podcasters here, I am most knowledgeable uh, about these. <laughs> <laughs> For the ignorant masses to the the most deepest of geeks. Nick Choi, you've come a long way in these 10 years. <laughs> I know. Proud of you, like Brad Rage used to say. Um, Strahovski, last person. Uh, this is Kai. Um, I've also uh, read the Infinity Gauntlet story, courtesy of Arthur here. Definitely been a long-awaited movie to um, discuss, although, of course, there's a, a, a part two all waiting for, but ready to to talk about this one. Uh, I need to correct myself. There is an Infinity War comic. Yeah, there is. I there didn't is. want to embarrass you. For <laughs> oh, correction. But the movie, I think everyone's talking about Infinity Gauntlet. This is what it really what. Yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. need that. <laughs> okay, whatever. Sorry. You sorry. You should I have, have embarrassed to... him. <laughs> All right, let's All go. Right. Let's go. Let's go. Right, let's keep going. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. So everybody, uh, just to give a, a quick brief overview uh this movie from a movie perspective has been almost i would say six years in the making if not 10 years um it's the 10th anniversary of the marvel cinematic universe starting from 2008 um iron man to 2018 the last movie was black panther so 18 movies in this is the 19th movie in the marvel cinematic universe in their long list of uh unbroken hits more or less they haven't had any movie that was really a disaster Every movie they've been planning, probably up to a certain point, uh, has been leading up to here and now. Um, so it's an amazing technical cinematic movie achievement, as it is. Um, for some background, also, uh, it's based off of a book uh, called The Infinity Gauntlet. It was released in 1991 to 92. Um, six issues, and then eventually collected in a, a nice paperback. Um, there's definitely elements, major elements, that were uh, taken from that story. Um, but they definitely had to adjust and change for the movie universe. But that's actually a very classic Marvel uh, story. Um, and I will t- I'll definitely talk about it a little later on. But um, that is kind of the overall um, perspective. Like, this movie was also shrouded in secrecy. It did not have any 
they waited until the last minute to provide reviews um, and things like that because they had a huge amount of spoilers and secrets um, to, to this movie that did, did not want to get leaked out. Uh, one of the few rare things in Hollywood they actually did, uh, surprisingly enough, and only they could do that because they actually had the credit or the, the position to do that, is they actually moved the movie up one week prior to their launch date. So um, movie studios don't typically do that. Um, and, they, and the fact that Marvel has done this shows a, a level of strength, a level of confidence. Uh, and frankly, um, when they did so, it threw everybody else off. So it really shows the level of influence that these guys have that they have a great product and they can dictate terms um, accordingly. Um, and they really believe that when they moved this up, they felt that uh, it was to hide spoilers because the movie was going out throughout the world at different times. But anyway, that's kind of the quick and dirty uh, overview, so to speak. Why don't we jump right into this? We can go any way we want. Um, we can talk about likes, dislikes, perspectives, questions. Anybody can jump in. Um, let's start with Optimus or Alyssa because she has to leave early. Over to you, girl. Sorry, sorry to be the party pooper, but, um, but no yeah. problem. We're happy you're here. So, oh, I think. What were you gonna say? No, and and actually, you mentioned earlier you hadn't read the book, so that, that's a great perspective to start from. So, why don't you go ahead? Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, so I went into this movie as blind as I could, like Vu. I avoid all trailers for movies that I really like. Um, I think I was telling you guys when we went to see. I think it was Ready Player One, and this trailer came on I was a weirdo I was literally sprinting out of the theater and I'm sure everybody was like what's wrong is she gonna pee your pants like what's happening but I was just like I'm not gonna have this be spoiled for me um because I just don't trust trailers anymore people will be like oh it's that scene but you don't know the context and it's like have you ever seen a movie like it's so easy to figure out context these days um for the most part but I was pretty impressed by this movie um I know a lot of people People like coworkers and other friends were like, I don't want to see it. It's going to be too many characters on screen. Like, how are they going to do it? How are they going to pull it off? And I'm like, interesting. Well, it's Disney and Marvel. Like, of course, they're going to pull it off. Um, some things that I really liked. One, I really liked um, how nobody was safe in this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> they did not pick favorites, which I really liked. Um, um, I liked that they kind of, broke up the team and, and um, like teamed people together that you wouldn't, like I would never team, like I would never team Thor and, you know, Rocket together. But I thought that was awesome. Um, probably one of my favorite scenes is when the Guardians are meeting the Avengers in space and Tony's like, who is your master? <laughs> <laughs> and Star-Lord's like, what am I supposed to say, Jesus? <laughs> Aaron and I were dying. We were like, that That was really well done. Um, I'm trying to think of things I didn't like. I can't think of anything that I that I was like, oh, that's stupid. Like, I don't like that or that was dumb. Um, I think what I mostly didn't like about the movie overall is I knew there was going to be a part two but so many other people who like don't know anything about the Marvel universe were like, wait, so that's the end. That's the end of the universe. And I was like, no, like, no, like, I don't know. I, obviously they're trying to keep it very secret, but maybe they could have done a better of saying like infinity war part one. Like we know it's part one, but like so many people do not know it's part one. <laughs> wow. And so I think that's, that's interesting. I think that's hurting them in a little, like probably not that much, but in a little way. 
a lot of people are really clueless that this is not over. And they're like, they're, I know so many people who are like, I was mad at the end of the movie. And I was like, why? <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> can, about? Like, can I just say, I didn't know there was a part one, part two. <laughs> so that's perfect. Oh, I, I, actually, well, I, I was surprised. What, I liked it. I was like, I oh, think that's what people wanted, right? That's kind of cool. Like, or those, yeah. that's what they wanted is for th- for this to be a complete film and not, pe- not make people think that there's going to be an, one next year. And really? So, I mean, it worked with Choi. <laughs> I didn't and probably think, most well, anything people, works with Choi. Dang. <laughs> I just, I didn't, well, I what you're saying is they're, they're not quick to make it so obvious, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's common knowledge if you're a big fan of the movies in general, but... Um, I think this is actually more common than we think it is. And I remember in the Lord of the Rings, the first one, it was the same way. Yeah, I had uh, that same feel. Well. Yeah. Lord of the Rings feel. I was like, oh, what? Yeah. Wait, you guys didn't know there were three movies? No, uh, we, we, I was just surprised by how many people expressed that they didn't know. Oh, were, oh interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. kind of shocked by it. So I, I think, you know, if you're not a Lord of the Rings fan, if you're not a big Marvel follower, you're like you enjoy the movies, but you don't check the news and stuff, you're not going to know. Right. Yeah, but it's one of those things where, like you just said, like they spent ten years building up to this moment. Do you really think they're gonna fucking dissolve T'Challa? We just got to meet him. Come on now, like <laughs> right. that don't make sense. <laughs> I think they messed but up. Imagine you're one of those guys. You would feel so good just like thinking for a moment that that's how it is. It, there'd be a real sense yeah. of dread, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they messed up like announcing the slate so early on with yeah with a part one, part two. They, oh. I, I think they've they know in the future not to do that. So I think they're going to be slower about releasing um, slates just because of storyline and uh, uh, yeah, just business purposes. It doesn't make sense for them to. Well, they'll be more careful with their titles. They can release a movie, but they can call it something different and just don't yeah. designate a number, right? Because that way, when you designate a number, it's hard to pull back from it. Because right? originally yeah. they said part one and part two automatically, you already gave people the hint. Um, yeah. So in the future, I think they'll definitely not do that. I don't think they'll announce two phase slates, like two phases of or slates of phases two, because it was just a lot of movies they announced at one time. I think they'll yeah. do like one at a time, one phase at a time. Yeah. So back to you, Alyssa. Oh no! Um, trying to think of other things to add. Um, I really liked the Peter Dinklage cameo. Thought that was real good. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna disagree. I thought his really. I thought cameo was good. I thought his his uh, acting was terrible. Where's the handle? Where's the handle? <laughs> Where's the handle? Hey, bro. If you're trying to like, if you have this, you're trying to put this whatever stormbreaker together. Why would you not put a handle on the side when you know you have a limited amount of time? Come on, dude. He's been alone <laughs> for that rock like a bajillion years. He never thought the forge was ever gonna go like. Come on. But he tells Thor, like, hey, the thing, you know, you, whatever, it's not working. You, you have yeah, a little I think he's extra hard on his own people. You feel like he shamed the little people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Why are you going to be extra hard on him, Anthony? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, no, did he say that he couldn't because he was either too hot or something like that? I mean, there was some explanation that he couldn't. Like, he didn't have a handle. He didn't have the material. Something like that. No, no, no. It, it had nothing to do with the, the handle. He just said he couldn't build anything because his hands were molded. And so they needed yeah. to melt that thing. Uh, okay, that's right. Yeah, I'm not the material. Okay. Um, the one part that I felt like real emotion, I know you guys were talking about the part where he was like, I feel funny. And you were like, that's stupid. 
But the one part that I did feel emotion <laughs> that I was like, nah, this ain't gonna happen. Like when Gamora got murked, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, She's yeah. like dead. Not like mm-hmm. dissolve coming back in the next movie. She's like D E A D. Like she gone. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what is happening? Like this movie <laughs> is for real. I felt like I was watching Attack on Titan, but like or Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, the one part that made me angry, but of course it was supposed to make me angry, was when they almost had the gauntlet off his hand and stupid Star-Lord was being stupid Star-Lord. Oh, that was the worst. That was <sighs> stupid. I hated that part. Everybody everybody yeah. was so pissed at Star-Lord for that. I mean, I was actually a little bit surprised that they wrote him doing that. Me too. Like, um, that but, was dumb. I just thought okay. it was dumb. That was a dumb move by him, but I don't think that's out of character. Yeah. Really? yeah. He's done, pre- he's done stuff previously. Character. That has like shown that he's very like you know emotion driven. That's true. Yeah, I'm totally with Anthony on this. I I absolutely hated that part too in that whole situation. Um, I've often said if I was Spider Man or somebody else who had a moment, I'd either shot him or knocked him out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it it absolutely is within character. It just blows my mind that you can be in a situation of that much consequence and still be consumed by your character. But yep. it it is. Mm-hmm appropriate i guess yeah um i didn't really care for the vision wanda loved shit i was like okay can really we just get over it like yeah because they were just like wow you have to do it like i fucking can't like bitch if you don't get rid of that stone like do you understand like <laughs> die. Die. i know what the fuck rebuild him have you seen age of ultron he gonna come back like he gonna be all right like <laughs> plus we got wakandans we can dying do like, because of down. they're trying totally. to protect. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there was another thing. Oh, and there was like both two instances of like people who loved each other and like their loved ones had to kill them, which was like, of course, like profound, but I was like, okay, are we really doing this? Like, of course they can't kill their, their loved ones. Like that's not going to happen. So I was like, that's kind of predictable. Except for yeah, it kind of did like both either. times. Like they were both the willing people, the to people go. The who were asked willing. did die, but they didn't kill by get killed by the people who asked them to. That, that actually happened three times in the movie, right? So Gamora and Peter and Vision and Wanda and then Thanos and Gamora. I mean, it was relatively subtle, but I just felt like they were really trying to theme it up with the whole sacrifice somebody you love type thing. Yeah, yeah, um, that's what I felt. And I'm actually just really tired of using love as a an underlying theme in general again but it's all <laughs> over that yeah i guess that's the one thing dc has going for it it has zero love in their movie <laughs> <laughs> well except yeah. wonder woman yeah except for wonder woman except wonder, wonder woman love is just... dead whatever <laughs> oh right the wonder woman thing that was awful that was actually like my least favorite part of Wonder Woman is that like all the superheroes, she was the only one to bang anyone like in her first movie. She was like, oh my gosh, I've never seen a dude. I'm a fuck him. Like what? Yeah, that was pretty dumb. That made me <laughs> super mad. But okay, I think that's it. Um, I enjoyed it. Excited for part two. Um, yeah. All right. Who, who do you want to know next? Oh, I don't know. I'm um, just going to go down the roster, I guess. Or I feel bad I went last before. I mean, I went first before. Um, 
Nick, you go. Or maybe we should save Nick for last. Wait, who said they wrote? No, they we should go it? Nick first. No, this is going to copy us. <laughs> yeah, we got to get this. Nick is a good call. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. yeah, give me yes. out of the way first. It's good. His <laughs> journey has changed much like the characters in the, in the 10, 10, 10 years, right? So he's gone from ignorant masses to like you know, deep level geek now. So we should let him. Let him go. Yeah, I was, was going to copy it once we talk about it. His opinion changes the most out of all of us here. <laughs> Dang. That's, that's called being open-minded, man. I mean, what? What are you, talking about? you absorb the information. <laughs> that's one way to put it. It forms <laughs> the way, you know, it changes your opinions. That's God. why you let him go first before he gets too influenced by everybody else's <laughs> I know. stuff. I'll go first. Then he opens with, oh, I was thinking this at first, but now I was thinking this after I heard I, that. I was about to say that, really, guys. <laughs> I, I, reserve the right to, uh, I reserve the right to give a rebuttal of change of opinion at the end of this. But um, yeah, I read the book too from Arthur. I thought it was, I mean, that really, it made it more enjoyable because there was a lot of little things that I picked up during the movie that I thought were really good. Um, overall, I like. I mean, I really liked it. I like the fast pace. I like they just got into it. Uh, I, I thought it kind of had like a, uh, a Star Wars feel because I like how they broke up into kind of different parties and they're all kind of you know working on different parts and it was just, you know it was, you know it was all going to kind of come together. I didn't know. Uh, yeah, I didn't know it was a two parter thing. I was I was one of those people that was surprised, but I liked it. I was like, oh, you know, uh, I was like kind of looking forward to the second part as soon as I saw the, the movie ended. Um, other stuff I liked. I liked the way that they uh, broke them up. I liked the the kind of pairings or the, the groupings that they did. I felt like they kind of put like the smart ass people with the smart ass people, like, with like the Tony Stark, with the Doctor Strange, with the Star Lord. Um, I I liked that Doctor Strange was so like you know you know I think we kind of talked about in the previous podcast about how you guys felt like they were getting kind. Of, it was kind of similar. It was like Tony Starkish kind of character. Uh, yes. He was kind of wise assy, and I, when they put him together, I was like, I really liked seeing them together, and the fact that Doctor Strange is like almost more, more arrogant, more snarky than than Tony Stark, you know. Um, he's not even. I, I don't even think he's that snarky. He's just he's more. His perspective like, has stoic. changed. He's just very. He's still, but he's still pretty smart assy. I mean, he's, he's like, a little bit of a smart, like arrogant. smart. He's very arrogant, you know. Like when when he, uh, when they talk, he's like not outdone by Tony. In, in, in. And he's like. Well, Part I of it is at also, the same time. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, so it, part of it, I think, is because he's he's evolved, where yeah. his perspective on things has changed now, where he doesn't his his uh, priorities have changed because he sees things at, at a much more grander scale. So he'll mm-hmm. snark back because he knows he's right, um, because he knows that hey, you guys don't see what I see, so yeah. you know you guys should uh, listen to what I say instead. Um, so it's not more like equal footing snarkiness. I feel like he's actually one of the best parts of the movie. I thought. So I agree. He was one of my favorite characters, and it might be because I read the book too. But he was like, I really liked uh, how powerful they made. You know, after uh, was the end credits where you could see how like how much he's he's changed. In Thor, when he kind of comes out, he's like so powerful now. I liked his character. He was one of my favorite characters. Um, yeah, you know, I think too that um, it, it wasn't so much a matter of snark either. I think um, Strange, even before he came, Strange just has this fantastically massive ego. Yeah, so it would take a lot more than a Tony Stark to make him even, you know, cow down in any way. So, right, I thought maybe, that was yeah, maybe snarky is the wrong wrong word. He eats his yeah. ego, arrogant. Yeah. but I liked it. It's a good but point. It's also, it's also what I was going to say is like he's like the calming kind of hero there. Like everyone seems to be super worried, right? Like Tony Stark is super worried, but it just seems like 
Strange is always in control or I don't know. Yep. He just felt kind of like that comfortable presence. Well, yeah, he's calm under fire. That's why he's that sort of ER doctor. Like, I don't care how bad this is. I can maintain a level of control, right? So That's a good point. Yeah. As a doctor, you have to be that kind of person. Right. A surgeon, so, no less. That's a good point. I like the yeah. part where they, they give the names. He's like, I'm Dr. Shane. He's like, oh, we're using our... our <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you didn't see that in the trailer? Huh? I didn't watch any trailer. Oh, was I, that wanted, a, I haven't I wanted seen the trailers the now that I've seen it. Yeah, I skipped, I I skipped to, everything too. Yep. I tried to, but in the, I just watched so many movies in theaters. Like every time the trailer came, out, I, I I just couldn't like hold my ears. Like, out, uh, every time, I, yeah, not every time. The only thing that came close was like there was a Facebook. You know, sometimes you scroll through Facebook and then yeah, it's playing on. I was like, no, I was like, <laughs> that's why I didn't. I think I didn't know there was a two two. I didn't even read any news or anything like that. See, but, so it worked for you. It worked. Yeah. I told you this. I'm 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 a big fan of the Anthony Vu. Uh, the strategy avoid all <laughs> wow pigs are flying i know <laughs> Dude, they're playing the the solo trailer and i was like la, 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 la. but anyway oh <laughs> uh, i totally That's watch how... solo trailers i so don't care about it <laughs> <laughs> i love the time nick watches movies he just like ah he just like closes his ears and that's what he does <laughs> I, I, I was okay i was actually humming like really softly to myself and looking at my phone, I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of creepy, but uh, <laughs> and I was in the movie theater by myself, so it was like extra creepy. I'm sure people were like, What is that dude doing? Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, so, Nick, anyway. being, being a guy who read the comic and then seeing the movie and, and looking at the, the translation oh, and transition, what reading it think? pretty fresh, too. It's very, very. What is it? It's it's there's two. Is it such a good and a bad to it? There was so much more I appreciated. There was so when I got to the end, you know, I didn't know it was gonna be two parts, but I was like, oh, I know which kind of part in the story that they are. That's why I, I was like, oh, I kind of. It, there are some parts that I feel are a little spoiled, but there are some parts of the movie I appreciate so much more. Like some of the images, some of the one-liners, like directly out of the comics, mm-hmm. it, made, it made it really good for me. And like a lot of the specific scenes that were like just kind of they're kind of recreating some of the parts of the comic i was like ooh, you know it, yep. i really liked it and it made me appreciate it a lot more and there were some parts where i was like oh i wish i didn't i kind of didn't know this or that you know i avoided all the trailers and everything and i and then um there was like after i watched the movie i read like one little comment someone wrote in a blog it wasn't a spoiler but because they used like a certain line that i had read in the comic book and i kind of think i think i know how it ends now like how they're going to end it in this universe. Like it was unrelated. They're talking about one of the characters that's only in the anyways. It, so yeah, it's good and bad. I, 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 I'm, I'm I would agree I, with that. Yeah. I'm glad I read it though. It, it made me appreciate it a lot more. And the book is a complete story. So that's the thing I, w- I do want to call out. Cause it's not like it ends on a cliffhanger. I mean, the book is truly a complete story beginning, middle and end. So it's mm-hmm. a satisfying read and it's not something where, Oh, I have to read something else to enjoy this. So there's, mm-hmm. Definitely a difference. Um, but yeah, I and, agree with you there. You know, to answer your question, Dad, I think they, the way they convert, because I was kind of curious about how they're going to convert it, because I think they converted it really well. Because the role that the Earth Avengers play in it uh, is, is very different from the role in the movie. So I was wondering how they're going to, you know, do it. And I was like, oh, they, they did a really, in my mind, they did a really good conversion from the comic to the mm-hmm. movie. And they made the roles uh, play into the parts very well. Yeah. I thought it was good. Right on. Uh, yeah. What was it going? 
Oh, I also like the way they put the serious characters together. Keep them in their serious mode, like the Captain America, Black Panther, and like <laughs> they're together. Like, you guys oh, do the- put the funny characters here: Spider Man, Star Lord. <laughs> I like that. I, I like the way they did that. Rabbit. Uh, that was a, the rabbit. The <laughs> rabbit and <laughs> Thor. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> it was a good pairing. It, it actually worked out really well. So I'm I glad actually. They didn't... Go ahead. Sorry. I just I actually kind of disagree with that. Not because I didn't enjoy it, but I just felt myself being like, okay, when are we going back to space? Like, I didn't care yeah. about Captain America <laughs> or Black Panther because they were, like you said, they were so serious. Like, yeah. nothing funny was happening except War Machine. War Machine and I don't know, is his name really Blackhawk? Because that's hilarious. But, um... Blackhawk down. That's racist, by the that's way. That's racist. For you to call him that. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. My friends would never let me play the Pink Ranger when I play Power Rangers because I was black. Okay, I'd always have to be the Yellow Ranger. <laughs> Dang. Am I the only one who finds it odd that she doesn't know the one black guy's name? <laughs> there's two black people. You're racist. This is three. This is ten. What are you talking about? Oh yeah. There's a whole I'm nation. Right. My bad. What's his name? Please. Alyssa. What? <laughs> Don Cheeto. Who's that? War Machine. Okay. Just, I said War Machine. I'm just what messing up. I'm sorry. I'm being, got bad. Black I'm being bad. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm that's all bad. I have to say is that I was like, all right, these guys are way too serious. I want to go back to space. <laughs> I, I kind of agree with that too. I kind of like that they grouped it together, but I was like, yeah, when they were on them, I was like, it was it was pretty, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's just very serious and though there's no like light moments. So- I'm gonna say it shows, the, it shows the balance, though. It shows it that you know there's some moments and some things that warrant sure. a seriousness, and that another warrants humor, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. yeah it I couldn't be that. humor all the way around. Is like yeah. I, I would think that'd have been like too cheeky, and yeah. um, I wouldn't have liked it. But well, I mean, in this story, I don't know if like the Earth people have a lot to do, honestly. True. Right? Well, that's the way. Like, that's a good way they kind of converted it. They they did give them a part, you know. They give yeah. them importance. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was, the main thing, I mean, I like the movie, the, the main feeling I, I felt like it was, you know, at the end of a movie, after the, the end credit scenes, I felt mm-hmm. like, I felt like the first hour was, just, it was like an hour of end credit scenes. I, and I liked it. You know, like that's, it felt so rewarding. And when I was watching this movie, I was like, this is my reward for watching all those other movies. <laughs> even Captain America, even like everything. Dang. I'm finally getting a reward for sitting through all those movies. It felt like a, just a, an hour-long end credit scene. It's like groupings of, you know, different characters together. I just, I, I liked it. It was just like a... Didn't, yeah. didn't the end credit scene, didn't it feel like a Game of Thrones episode where it's all somber, the music, and then the credits just kind of <laughs> roll? And you're like, wow. That's what they're going for. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. It's like a, a different... men start dying kind of thing, yeah. Even exactly. like the Thanos will return. Like they purposely made it end on um, kind of just like a feeling of dread. It's just like, yeah. what what's going to happen <laughs> now? You know? you know, it was actually like, but it was a dread, but peace. I like that part from the comic books too. It's like, it was very, that was, that was kind of a scene very similar to, to that. But yeah, I don't know. I like the, uh, I like that, that somber end. I saw it a little oh. different when they showed the part where it said Thanos will return. Um, it kind of solidified to me the idea that this was really was uh, a Thanos movie. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like it was yeah. his world now. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I do, you know, get this sort of sense of dread, but, you know, we, we know the good guys always win in the end. But at the end of the day, um, you'll notice they didn't spend a lot of time on character development for any of the heroes because I think uh, Marvel expects, and rightfully so, that at this point we should know who everybody is, right? And yep. just watching what they become. And now we have to spend time on, on this guy. So, um, Which I thought was super cool. Agreed. Like, when's the last time you saw a villain cry? Like, I was like, whoa, what's happening? And then at the end, when, like, little Gamora was like, what did it cost? And he was like, everything. I was like, my chest. Like, I can't deal with this. <laughs> yeah, for real. I, I like the Thanos uh, character development, too. Yeah, I agree. I, I like what they do with them. And, yeah, I'm glad they didn't. Arthur said something. Like, he was like, yeah, you're right. They're, they just start the movie. And they're like... Okay, if you don't know these people, screw you. We're just we're going, you know, this we're just going to do the movie. Not screw you, but like, you know, we're not going to spend time explaining who any of these people are kind of thing, you know. Which I thought yeah, was go fantastic. go either go to YouTube or go watch the 18 movies. You, yeah, you have no excuse. We're going. That yeah, was a- so that was one of my points too, which uh Nick brought up a really good point is that uh, and I told Ronald this before too. It's like the reaction was like, it's, this movie might be too comic-y. And I think that is not a bad thing. They didn't have to hold uh, handhold you, try to introduce you to all these storylines. Mm-hmm. They assume that you've watched a, 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 some of these movies. And and that if you didn't, it was still, I feel like, approachable enough that you would be entertained from it, right? So, um, uh, yeah, I thought, I'm glad they did it that way instead of like trying to, trying to restart or not restart but just kind of set up everything catch everybody give you contacts and like yeah like i don't need all that i'm so glad they did yeah it's just like it's just they just went right into it they're like again i've finally been rewarded for watching captain america one it's it's all together it's all paid off that's how i I was like is the first the first thing i was just like oh this is all paying off right now (laughs) you did recognize red skull yeah, that was a surprise. That was a surprise. Everyone in the theater was like, "What the heck?" Dude. It was all worth it. it all- yeah, it took me a while. Even Aaron, Aaron saw like realized at first. I was like, "Oh man, who's this character? I don't know." And Aaron was like, "That's Red Skull." And I was like, "Really?" <laughs> I was genuinely shocked that they brought me too. Back the Red Skull. But at first, I think everybody was. Yeah, when I saw the cloak, I thought it was going to be somehow related to um, death. Death. Exactly, yeah. like Lady Death from the comics. Yeah, that was yeah, like the right. biggest tease. That would be. You cool. know, I thought it was gonna be Adam. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be a uh, Adam Warlock. What? I was like, I don't know nah, why they were in the Adam soul Warlock world. Would be too clean looking. I know. No, no. When, yeah. when they when they were just there was gonna be someone. You kind of saw there was someone in the club. I was like, oh, it's it's in the soul world. I was like, oh, it's gonna be Adam Warlock, but who well, I didn't even know anything. Anyways, hmm. <laughs> well, that's fair. I mean, if you're not familiar with the Adam Warlock character, you, you don't really know what he's. You know, capable of because the infinity gauntlet doesn't ex- explain exactly who he is um, so he just it just tells his story in that that context but anyway yeah, you know guys the the reds after avoiding all the trailers and the news the one thing that that was spoiled for me was the red skull coming back oh of all <laughs> people it was Dang. ign so i've got a google news feed and oh, the title no. of the article was how they brought back the Red Skull in Infinity War. Oh my Damn. god! And it turned out it was <laughs> IGN, and I went there just to Dang. post like negative comments, and their thread was blowing up over. Yeah, people I bet. I think the day it. after the the movie came out, they had posted like three articles that so had some dumb. type of spoilers in it, and yeah. people were really upset. 
You're like IGN, right? They're typically better at that, though. They typically um, blank that out. So Dude. that's they're kind of bad. bad at it now. I went to my router and blocked out their IP address. I'm getting no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you went deep. What the fuck? Hell yeah. I know. Because typically they're them. better at that, though. No, I, no. recently they've gone really bad, Arthur. Like, it, the it, past, depends like, it depends on the writer. It does depend on the writers. I mean, it's not even the writer. It's just like the content they put up. They, it's now they're turning a little bit into clickbait, more clickbaity stuff. More. I'm not saying they are, but yeah, um, a lot of opinion pieces. And it's just like, um, maybe should have hidden some of these um, titles. Mm-hmm. All right, Nick. Uh, you good? Uh, it's Twenty yeah, minutes. We're, off, we're, we're forty <laughs> minutes in. We're what uh, the hell? Yeah, I pulled the Kai. I pulled the Kai. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, <laughs> oh, oh, the Kai. So he stunk it up with a bunch of shit. <laughs> yep. Dang. <laughs> no, no, don't worry, guys. That's what Kai thinks about everything. <laughs> <laughs> right, Any last Nick, words, you... uh, Nick? Before we move on? No, no, that, that was that was pretty much it for me. I'm good. Not that you can't jump in, but yeah, want to give you the floor. Otherwise, who's the, who's your next person? Uh, how about you, Arthur? Hmm. Or no, let's let little Arthur wrap it up, huh? huh? Ronald, Ronald. All right. Wait, Alyssa, do you have to leave soon? I was just gonna say before someone starts. Okay, I put leave? in your your rating. Yes, that's right. Leave. Oh, there's so much pressure. Oh. You guys know so much. Um. Okay, as a novice who just enjoyed the movie purely, I have to give it an eight point five. I will watch this again for sure. Word, nice. Probably in All right. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Good. All right. Thank you, Alyssa. Thanks Thank for you for joining us. I'll definitely listen to the rest of it later. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> right. No problem. But we're, we're happy right. you were able to join us. Thank you. All right. Bye. 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 All right. All right. Arthur, you're up next. No, uh, uh, Ronald. Ronald. Oh, Ronald. Okay. All right. So I gotta say, I was really worried going into this movie because the hype was so high. I mean, I I wasn't quite as good about avoiding spoilers as some of you guys. Um, I had seen the trailer once, maybe twice. Uh, because and, you, uh, like you wanted to? Because I wanted to. Okay. <laughs> I just couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. You know, I was like that kid, you know, before Christmas, and I just had to kind of peek into the, uh, <laughs> the box a little bit. <laughs> but actually, one thing that I had to say is, I don't know if you guys read, but after the movie came out, there was all these articles about the what they did with the trailers and how. Yeah, there really, some of them are different. Yep, they basically faked people out with the trailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, since and so I'll just mention some of the, some of the stuff because you, I know some of you guys didn't see the trailers. But for example, uh, Hulk was in a bunch of the trailers as if he was in the movie. So they totally, you know, oh, you you, you don't even realize yeah. that the Hulk is having there. issues throughout the movie. Um, they they edited out uh, Thor having his eye back, well, or having AI at least, and eye, not necessarily his. Uh, so they they put the eye patch on him digitally. Huh. Uh, they also, what else did they do? They did a there's a bunch of, of scenes. And there's a bunch of dialogue. smaller scenes. It seems like yeah, yeah. That never was in the movie. So I feel like um, that's. Other than other movies where, you know, like in Star Wars, for example, I remember people saying like, oh, you know, this one scene in the movie or these couple scenes in the movie never really showed up. And I, I feel like which was more of a editing thing, you know, where, you know, once they laid it all out on the, on the cutting floor, they had said, well, we, we just, this scene doesn't make sense or, you know, um, maybe we don't have time for this scene. But to actively try to uh, cloak certain things in mystery 
in the trailer, I thought that was pretty unique. Something that they, at least I've never really read about any other movies doing. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if that triggers uh, a new trend to try to give you mm-hmm. a sense of the movie, but at the same time, cloak important details as well. So you people can't read in too deeply into, you know, those freeze frames. Yeah, that's good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, the movie was, I mean, obviously huge. I think they said it was like 60 some odd superheroes or some 60 some odd characters. Uh, I thought they did a great job with the scale. I mean, giving each character or set of characters enough screen time, enough lines to at least develop them and move them forward a little bit. Um, I think, I mean, some of you guys also mentioned this too. Once you start putting together character, uh, putting together characters that aren't from the same movie, it's also a way to, <laughs> to kind of grow their character as well, because you're just like, okay, well, I've never seen that side of, you know, uh, so-and-so before. I, I, for example, I've never seen that side of Star-Lord before, where all of a sudden, you know, he becomes kind of like an insecure kid because he's put next to Thor. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty funny and also a pretty interesting way to, uh, to develop the characters a little bit. Uh, the whole thing about this being a Thanos movie I have to I have to agree with that, and I enjoy it. I I like that Thanos was the one that was driving the plot, and that I mean they actually tried to make you really feel for Thanos. The only problem with that is that I I wished I believed in Thanos's mission more. I don't think that they did a good enough job of convincing me that. Oh yes, Thanos actually. <laughs> yeah, right, Kai. You feeling that too? I mean that he I, actually, I do too. That he actually wants to you know, quote unquote, do good by bringing balance to the universe by killing half of the population of the universe. I mean, first of all, I mean, the examples that he gives, he's like, oh, you know, your planet, speaking about, what was it? Was it Gomorrah's planet or his yes. own planet? You know, where they were like suffering because, um, you know, they didn't have the resources or, you know, they, they just had overpopulation essentially, right? I mean, isn't that a planet by planet thing? You know, it's not like a universe wide thing, right? Resources are are spread out by, you know, based on by planet. The other thing is if he gets all the, all the uh, um, stones, right. All the uh, infinity gems. I mean, can't he just provide for everybody? (laughs) So I I sort of hate that. I hate that. I don't like that opinion only because that's not like his character. Um, You're the idea is like, you're just continuously going to make resources. Like, well, His, and, the argument is like, and I get that's not his character, right? I get right. that's not his character. But if at the same time you're trying to get us to feel for him, but you you, you got to come from a different angle, right? Uh, I, I see where you're going with that. But yeah, I see I see where you're going to. Like I think that that specific reasoning I don't like totally agree with. But I, I agree they they could have done a lot more to um, support why he thought that way. Do you um, think they're going to add to that? You know, like he wants to get rid of half the population. Do you think they're going to add a little more to that? Like why? Not just balance, but not just like helping, but like anything with the they other. Could. Original well, story, like the you think no, about I think it. if they do, it's just too late. Yeah. yeah. They, they've already kind of established that. But you're right. I mean, in the comics, right, he's trying to please Lady Death and he's yeah. trying to woo her over. And really, he's just kind of, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if insecure or, or needy is the right word for it. You know, he just Oh, it absolutely wants- is. It, it, yeah. Right. And, and I almost felt like that was a more compelling motivation for him in the comics. 
Um, I, I just, it's very, it makes sense why he wants to do it. Right. Yeah. I just why? don't think that would have translated into the screen or into mainstream yeah. audiences quite yeah. as well. It just, it'd yeah. be too like, what the heck? Like, I think that is a and, problem. And they didn't plant it early on in the previous movies. So you sort of like expecting it here. It'd be mm-hmm. too much, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree where you said like, if you had ultimate power and omnipotence, your level of thinking would change perhaps from what mm-hmm. you set out to do originally where, Oh, I'm going to go kill half the universe. But then if you have ultimate power, you should have sort of like quote unquote ultimate knowledge or wisdom and see things at a totally different level. So yeah. why wouldn't you maybe fix it in a different way versus just saying, Oh, I'm going to wipe everybody out. Mm-hmm. It takes time, right? Like in the book that they, once they become omnipotent, they have to like adjust their way of thinking. It's like, yeah. And welcome. yeah. And every being is different, but then, it's a good point. Like, why would you do, why wouldn't you do something different then? So, yeah. Unless your strength of will was overriding that. But anyway. Yeah. I'm assuming, but you're assuming like, that's like, he would just do something good. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just think that's who his character right. is. Cause, and, well, exactly. cause the root of the root of who he was, right. Was saying that he had escaped his planet. He went after trying to save his planet and trying to tell everybody, Hey, you know what? We need to do something big, something drastic. He, he left his planet and watched his people die. Right. I kind of wanted to see something that would really cause him to be so angry. Yeah. He would need to wipe out half the universe. Maybe, right. maybe the planet, you know, his own planet dying was enough of a trigger to, I don't know, mess him up so that he would want to do something like that. But right. I don't know. I wasn't quite there. Uh, the I other thing that was, was, Ronald, is, is was, you think so? okay. Look, I mean, I don't think it's great. I think mm-hmm. Kai and I had a conversation about this and, and has mentioned it, but, Really, if you want to do it right, right, you would time lock it where based on every planet's resources and population, you'd hit a point mm. where it might happen, right? But to dumb it down for audiences, to not overcomplicate it in the story, I think this is what you do. It's it's almost like just accepting that these are the exceptions that writers have to make for it. Yeah. But I also think, too, that if you really want to go deep into psychology, he's damaged in some ways, right? Because of what happened to him. And so damaged people, you can't really explain with logic in some ways. Um, yeah, but again, it's fair. not great. It isn't that's great. Fair. It's just kind of what it is. And I, and I walked out of it actually accepting it, you know, just being, I think that they worked hard enough on his motivations and explained it enough where I was just like, okay, all right, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, and I'll, yeah, I'll just, I'll yeah, just ride and with and it. How many, how many people in the audience would actually think about it beyond what was presented because it was enough right probably the <laughs> general public won't and they'll accept it <laughs> exactly and he's almost he like a yeah he's like a universal racial ghoul yes right but yeah. it, that's true the argument is the same mm-hmm. that i have i mean with, but uh, the way he's presented in this movie that is not not uh, normally the character in the books right because racial ghoul is all about hey population control earth right but he wants to be ruler of that so it's a little different yes. but um, yeah, those are, these are really good points that the general audience is probably going to be like, oh, that's acceptable to me. And that yes. makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. And that was my major complaint with, with uh, T'Chaka's brother too, right? In Black Panther was that, you know, he basically went to live in Oakland for three years or whatever and decided I need to arm these guys in the hood and take over all the world's governments, right? Right. Yeah. It's it, it, it just too big of a leap. I get that you're a bit traumatized. You saw something that probably affected you deeply, but it's still too big of a leap. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The other, the other thing, you know, 
that's kept coming to mind was um, throughout the movie. I mean, you know, you guys, some of you guys mentioned this before too, about how a lot of people did some really irrational stuff where they couldn't save one person or kill one person to save the universe, right? To save the freaking <laughs> universe. I just maybe, you know, and Arthur, this is for you, uh, for any Star Trek fans out there, right? You know, mm-hmm. remember when, when Spock sacrifices himself, right? And he says, uh, yes, the needs of the many outweighs the needs of the few or something along those lines. Uh, the needs of the one, yep. The needs of the one, right? I mean, I, I just kept thinking about that. The whole movie, when they, when people just kept doing these things, where it's like, you're saving the universe. Like, <laughs> yes, I know. But I don't know. <laughs> That's just me as a movie watcher. As I don't know. I had a hard time struggling, you know, with some of those scenes. And then the last thing was, you know, I, I think the only really emotional scene that landed for me, which I don't know if it was even intended to be an emotional scene, but was when everybody was fighting Thanos and kind of like coming at him and they were all getting beat down for, for some reason for me, that was <laughs> pretty emotional. Like even the, uh, you know, I don't, I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. Uh, that, didn't quite land for me emotionally like I felt like oh that was sad but didn't give us enough time to for me to like you know really feel it but when everybody was coming at you know Thanos and just getting beat down and being slaughtered I was just like oh my gosh like (laughs) these are all these heroes that we've invested so much time and feeling into and they're just getting whooped like for me I don't know that was like oh Uh, I'll tell you what it was for me Ronald um I they set up in this movie that there could be some deaths like early on and I I just wasn't sure who's going to die. Ooh, and so yeah. mm-hmm. there was a bit of dread already in me kind of assuming that people were going to die. And so like that scene or I don't know, but just like people I don't even when uh, Stark was stabbed, I was like, "Oh, damn, is this is this it? it? Like, this yeah. be it. you yeah. just didn't know, which is, I, I think it was good. Like they, they set up like they're like, you know, that people were going to die. And so I was kind of, I don't know. But I, I have to conclude that though, that thought with, I don't know if anybody, I, I still don't feel like any of these consequences are necessarily permanent yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah for I, sure. I don't feel totally. like, I don't totally. even feel like um, some of the deaths that are out there, like, um, okay. So anybody that kind of, Loki's probably away, gone. Right? Heimdall's probably gone, right? Like, okay, I was yeah. going to say, are Loki likely. and Heimdall, you know, okay, Heimdall, I do feel like is completely gone. Loki, I mean, I feel like his death was so cheap, you know? Like, I, I don't... So there's a chance, you think? <laughs> well, they can leave know, it open-ended, he's... right? I think that there's an out that they can leave if they wanted to go back to him. I just didn't think that he would go for the, you know, hidden dagger trick and just die from that. It was, I was like, no way. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty amateur. <laughs> that can't be it. I feel like they used the hidden dagger trick like a few too many times in this movie. I mean, for the god uh, of mischief, yeah. I, I just, I, I really wanted him to go out with something bigger, you know. Um, and maybe that's the saddest part was he just went out like that. That might be the saddest part, actually. Hmm. The other thing is, I don't think um, Gamora's dead. I think she'll be coming back, but that's just me. Yeah. Okay possibility yeah i think she's stored in the soul stone yeah hanging out agreed uh in fact i think the russo brothers the directors may have confirmed that wait what 
Spoiler. What the Spoiler, fuck? man. What's up? No. <laughs> <Come> on, <laughs> All they guys. said was a soul world exists. <laughs> Damn, Ronald. That's, no, that's what I'm saying, is that I think the... <laughs> they didn't, no, 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 no. They didn't confirm anything. They just said something exists. That's all. I read that same interview. And so but just the fact that they're giving out that information, I was like, oh, okay. But know. you can extrapolate. Come on, guys. Right. No, you can't. I, I, I'm going all blind, okay? All right. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, Sorry. funny thing you said about the deaths, Ronald. It's because I was expecting, like, they'd be slaughtered more. Because when you read the book, like, he yeah. really, like, slaughters them, slaughters them, where it's very definitive. Oh, right? yeah. He, he, like, cuts them down. Or there's, and in this one, he's more like swatting them away very hard, but mm. you can, you can recover or survive. But in the book, it's like, oh my gosh, no, 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 you are dead. There's no way you can recover from that. Like he exercised his power very, very, you know, definitively. So that maybe, yeah. maybe if we got like a rated R version. Yeah. Of this oh, well, I mean, it's a, it's a storytelling mechanism, right? That like, they don't want to do that because uh, perhaps those characters have to live or they have to become the, the 50 that die, that kind of thing. So, I was expecting well, some more graphic yeah, deaths. As yeah, well. some, some, they could have. Or, like I mean, but I think they had to stay within the PG, kind of like PG-13 yeah, realm. Um, would have to but, be graphic, but I was expecting, like, like Arthur said, like some... More definitive. One-on-one deaths, you know, like him specifically killing a bunch of characters. Yeah, because um, when you read the book for the first time, you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. This yeah, is, just like, they're, they're, he's gone. <laughs> There's no way, right? Um, uh, that and that was what I was kind of expecting a little bit because of all the teas. Like, okay, they're going to really do it this time. Um, now maybe like, they come know, back later on, but of course, you know, they could have played with that, right? Just go for the definitive death and then bring them back later on. But kind of anyway. like when he faces off with the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, the first time, I thought those guys were all dead. Like the way he killed them. Yes, I, that's kind of the way they did it in the comic book, right? I thought, and then it was weird. They just came back to life when he left. I thought. Oh yeah. Like, I thought it was yeah. going to be a lot of deaths like that, where he's just going like, you know, just like ripping using, using the gauntlet and then and, and uh, in creative ways to kill them, <laughs> basically. Uh-huh. But then they just like mm-hmm. were okay as soon as he left. But John's like, oh, what, what was that? <laughs> right. Any other last words, Ronald? Or no, thoughts? I think those are my my main thoughts. Okay, of course you can always jump back in. So if you don't, then uh, who is the next person you want to nominate? And we're at nine o'clock, so we can do we can do a little longer. Ronald? Uh, oh, sorry. Um, uh, let's see. Let's hear from Kai next. All right. Always looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> Wait, um, Dad, do you know what he's already going to say? Uh, we had a conversation, but it wasn't uh, deep, right? It was very superficial. So I have oh, some saved ideas. It, saved it for the podcast. But, Thank you. Yeah, man. Save it up. <laughs> save it up. <laughs> Um, so I'm 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 glad Ronald brought up some stuff, but I'll 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 take a step back here and say that um, of course, um, after having read the Infinity Gauntlet and then early in the uh, Marvel roadmap when they revealed that they were going to do the Infinity Gauntlet story, I was one of the first people to tell Arthur. I mean, it's not hard to criticize that, right? Um, I was the first one to turn to Arthur and say, I don't know if they can do this. Because I, I enjoyed the Infinity Gauntlet story, but it's a cosmic level story. There's a lot of characters, a lot of key characters that were a part mm-hmm. of it that um, are just never a part of the MCU. In, and in fairness, Cut. In fairness, Cut. Did you didn't you say the same thing about Civil War? No, I didn't say the same. Well, 
to be I also read Civil War, but that that the the nuances there were a little bit I mean easier to deal with. I I I don't remember what my uh, review for Civil War was, but um, the gap between what they could do and what the story um, told, I think, was is, is infinitely smaller than 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 the gap between the Infinity Gauntlet and what they're doing here. Okay. Um, even with the, the the eighteen movies that they had to to kind of space it out a little bit, yeah. Um, and because so in the original book, it's it's really an Adam Warlock and Thanos story, right? I mean, Earth's heroes are sort of like cannon fodder, to be honest. <laughs> so that was yeah, your concern. And, I remember you t- t- saying, which I agree with. Uh huh. And you know, this there's there's also the the call of yeah well so adam warlock is kind of core to the story because he's he's kind of the foil to to thanos here um and of course more importantly his his motivation about death um but going back to you know the ambitious storyline um and the and and the stage that i wanted to go on um i felt that they didn't have to go that far because i mean thanos fights the avengers uh in other stories and um he could have you know, you what one one question that I've always asked a few people regarding this movie is like, I mean, did Thanos really need to have the gauntlet to tell the story? Like, could he have just done it with generic weapon number one? And would it really have been that worse off? Right? Like, because for a lot of people who have never read the books, which is the majority of people watching this movie, um, to them, the Infinity Gauntlet could have just been any... Um, a uh, MacGuffin device, or yeah, if I, if I'm calling it correctly, um, where it really didn't matter what it was called. It doesn't really matter what it does. Uh, it just needs to be a really strong weapon that demonstrates that you know Thanos is, you know, a completely different power level than the other characters. And I, I felt that would have been sufficient. Um, I think it's nice that they use the gauntlet as maybe like s- some sort of fan service reference, but. Um, because of some of the key elements that made that story interesting, I was I was concerned that you know this was going to be uh, it had there had to be a lot of creative elements to it, um, and it could have gone uh, one way or another. Although, given that premise, I actually felt that they did a great job balancing the huge amount of characters that uh, they had to work with, and I think part of it is. Of course, that Marvel, uh, the MCU has been so successful, and it it's kind of like a double edged sword, right? You've had so many successful movies, which means you have so many characters that you have to work with, um, which is great. And then at the same time, you're like, okay, well, shit, I have so many characters to work with because you know so many films have done so well. You've got you know you've got Iron Man, you've got Hulk, you've got. Um, all of his peripheral characters in War Machine. You've got Thor, Captain America. You've got you know Nick Fury. You've got the whole uh, Guardians of the Galaxy world. Blah 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 blah. And to be able to weave that into a story, at least functionally, that I felt was pretty um, balanced and relatively um, well paced, without kind of disrespecting a lot of characters. I thought they did a really great job. I mean, imagine just having to sit there and go, okay you have to now condense, you know, these 20 odd characters into uh, one film. You know, I don't, you know, I don't care what the backdrop is. It's difficult. Yeah. It's incredibly yeah. difficult to do. Yeah. Like, yeah the Russo uh, brothers more could have gone amazing. wrong. 
than yeah, right. so many things Definitely. could have gone wrong, and Definitely. so I, I super appreciate the 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 work that they did here because regardless of what story they actually chose to tell, I still thought they did an incredible job in terms of um you know just professionals in the in the industry to continue to push and say, look, as hard as this was, you know we 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 can still execute, we can still provide all these details, we can still make it a fun ride. Um, it's, you know, we can still provide an action film for people that, um, you know, just like how we talked about in the beginning of this podcast, it doesn't have to be a part one for people You can just come in. You could technically just watch it without a lot of context and you can still get an idea of what's going on because they angered it around Thanos. Uh, and for, and for people who've watched every single film, you get, you get a little bit of payoff, uh, all the way through, uh, except for Hawkeye and Ant-Man. Um, but <laughs> you know, for those people who were invested in the MCU, you you got everything. So they had to appeal to so many people, and I thought, um, you know, they did a really great job there. Um, and you know, everyone will will call a lot of other stuff, but I just wanted to say that to me, um, I, I, at least in that regard, I I still respect the work that they did. I super respect the work that they did. That they they had to. Um, balance so many characters and tell a story that was, you know, relatively uh, respectable here to um, to these move it along. Well, cinematically, I mean, achievement-wise, it's unprecedented. Nobody has ever done a movie like this before at this scale with so many things going on to pay homage to the past, adapt a book of 25 years ago, and be entertaining today and tell its own story and set up things for the future. It's like nobody has ever done it uh, at this level. And that, that in and of itself is like, I totally agree. An amazing movie achievement. <laughs> at the yeah, very least. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, I do agree. The, the ambition is great, but you know, like all ambitions, right. Just cause you try, it doesn't mean that you, you know, deserve praise. Right. Like, you know, just because you did Batman and Superman doesn't mean that it's going to be <laughs> Justice League. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a great film. Um, oh, man. So, you know, so now that we walk into, you know, their their ambition of telling the Infinity Gauntlet story, um, because there's so many core pieces to what it means to that, I mean, I'm still going to judge it based on what the MCU decided to introduce. Right. And uh, I want to say that my biggest contention is definitely... Uh, what Ronald had originally brought up, which is um, Thanos's motivation, um, but a little bit of a sidestep, which I felt was also a core theme in this movie that I, for me fell flat a little bit, which was uh, Thanos's relationship with Gamora. And the reason I bring this up is because um, they use it as a kind of a frame of reference between Thanos and a lot of characters in the film where you you're supposed to just inherently believe that Thanos has gone through a lot of loss. And there's a lot of just exposition for that. Just a lot of, there's actually a lot of scenes where other characters are telling people that Thanos have lost stuff. You know, like the Ebony Ma is telling people that Thanos have lost stuff. Um, Even the Red Skull, when he's crying, he's the one telling Kamora that Thanos is crying. (laughs) And so it's like, it's like everyone had to tell you that, yeah, bro, like Thanos has gone through a lot, man. Like he's hurting. Um, and I know that there wasn't a lot of time to like set it up, but it really came to a point in the the Soul Stone scene where 
I mean, one, it was like a complete garbage fetch quest. But he, you know, they go to the top of this hill. Um, you're supposed to get this, you know, soul stone, which is like, you know, one of six penultimate universe gems. And they're like, yeah, bro, we just need you to, to kind of just sacrifice something. And then he gets super sad that he's going to lose one daughter who, you know, he went to one world to kind of raise and <laughs> destroy. And it's like, suddenly we're supposed to believe that he's like he some deep her, father right? figure. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. It's kind and, of abrupt. Like I, I knew exactly what, when he said, you have to kill someone you love. Yeah. Like, I know what's going to happen. Like, I was like, oh. wait, but we don't have enough yeah. feeling there besides them crying a little bit, I guess. Or when, when she tries, like they set it up in, in um, when they're on nowhere, when she kills him or you think she uh-huh. kills him and then like, she cries. But it's just like yeah. beyond that, all we've heard is that he's beaten up Gamora or whatever, like tortured them, right? Like, or whatever. You know what's funny about that scene? I thought it was obvious too, but you know how she started laughing because he's crying? I thought she was laughing because she knew she was going to die. Like, aha, you have to kill me. But <laughs> and she's like, oh, you only oh, love you're going to kill me. Yeah. I was like, Oh, anyways, <laughs> to me that was, that was actually the most believable. Her monologue, where she felt vindicated because Thanos was going to lose there, I felt that was more genuine than uh, what Anthony called out the the nowhere scene where Gamora's crying over Thanos, and then the scene where Thanos has to throw Gamora over the cliff. Like her monologue to me made way more sense and way more yeah. genuine than than any of those two scenes. And so, I. I give huge credit to to Josh Brolin for his ability to act on the amount of lines that he had. Thanos actually didn't have a lot of lines. And right. he totally just through his his body language and his acting really brought out the character. And I thought he did an amazing job. Um because I mean he he can only do so much with 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 what, what was has. written. But yeah. this was the most troubling part because I just I couldn't buy into the the um the the kind of uh, stereotypical like Josh Whedon sacrifice love like uh, situation it like kind of pulled me out of it because I was like look bro like I I don't really believe that you're you're that deeply uh, caring about Gamora I can't believe all you had to do was just throw Gamora down the cliff to get the Soul Stone like that's like the easiest thing in the world like what, what was hilarious for a lot of characters that struggled you know like Vision Wanda struggling Captain America not willing to give up the Soul Stone and um, all these other characters not willing to sacrifice for the whole entire universe. Um, I thought it was hilarious that all it took was Gamora for <laughs> Thanos to get the universe. I was like, right. that was just so stupid. Like that, that's way yeah, too that simple. Part, that part was mixed because even though I, I get uh, you guys are saying, and I kind of agree where she was laughing, like, ah, he's not going to do it. I, I, the minute he said, you have to sacrifice that thing, I'm thinking you're dead. And that kind of pulled me away from it because yep. you know, he's going to throw her in there. Come on. And, and, so when she was laughing and saying, oh, I'm safe, it totally, I don't know, I was pulled out of it because I'm like, no, you're dead. You don't even realize it. Come on now. Um, and it, it didn't work for me for some reason because I, it, it just, I think I, you made a good point that there was not enough to yeah, show us that there's don't there was believe death. that there was... Thanos loves her. Like, I like, didn't. And I was like, what? Really? Yeah. Thank so she, I, so I know they were trying to make up for it in that scene, um, saying, ah, you know, and that's a great performance by Zaldana to try to try to pull that off and say, haha, you know, all this time. And then now you're never going to do this to me. I was like, mm, okay. I'm th- I was counting out in my head, five, four, three, <laughs> right. I'm like, you're gone. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to do this. So it was sort of a mismatch, uh, which I do 
agree with. So I'm going to disagree with you guys on this one only because um, I'm actually surprised that you guys picked this out and they're spending this, this much time on it. But I actually thought they did enough. Whether you think the performance is sold enough, I totally get that. But but I think, uh, you know, to your point, Kai, in terms of writing and, and the time they had and what they had to do, I thought it was extremely clear. And I think the fact that you all can talk about it as deep as you can here and, and glean this much information from it sort of proves the fact they did. Um, even from the part where she cried when she thought she killed him the first time to the part where he has a conversation with her when he takes her back to the throne room, I thought everything was extremely clear about his position, about how he felt about her. Um, including the whole, I, I, I wouldn't hurt you. Um, and I have a genuine care for you. Right. Uh, I agree. It was extremely predictable when, you know, he was presented with the dilemma. Um, but you know, I think there's an art to, to telling a story with little time and not a whole lot of illustration. And I thought they did it well. So I'll just throw that out there. Yeah, I mean, I I agree it's about as clear as, you know, me telling Nick that we deeply respect his opinion on the podcast, oh, <laughs> right? And we we believe in, you know, the quality of what he contributes. Oh, um, man. Very clear. It's very clear. <laughs> um, but you can, you can say it all you want, right? Like, I, I can tell someone, hey, I, I love you, right? It's clear. We respect you, Nick. <laughs> I read the book. You know? yeah, and it's, whether it's believable is a different question. And I, I think this is what we're going at. Like, it, I, I think they did a great job, you know, putting all the, the pieces that were necessary to mechanically help people understand that, oh, yeah, Thanos cares about Gamora. Um, but they also didn't have to go that angle. That didn't have to be the mechanism for Thanos's part of Thanos's, um motivation and what also continued to trouble for me was when he encounters each character when he when he meets iron man when he meets captain america when he meets wanda and he goes i know child i i feel your loss and this is all after the gamora scene i'm like ah no i can't this this just doesn't work for me like you so far your loss has just been uh, a hand wave of titan and a supposed belief that you've gone through a lot of effort and then you just toss Gamora down a cliff. Like for you to get the universe and for those two things to only be the things that are called out, I just can't believe what you're saying when you're talking to these characters that are dealing with their situation. Like I almost say for them, they get it because they don't know any better. They don't know the, the, the power of the infinity column. They don't know what they're up against. So to an extent, I can get that they're kind of naive in the sacrifices they think they're 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 fighting for. But for Thanos, I'm like, you know better. Like you know what you're going for. You know the amount of power you're getting. I still don't believe that you've really gone through that much effort for it. It seemed pretty easy, and it's it seemed like a pretty nice ride. Like I would totally give up uh, Gamora <laughs> in a heartbeat for that. Like it's it's just like it's like no brainer. So. It was it was tough for me to to sit there and see like all right this is kind of like you know my my my, my love sacrifice has to be the the <laughs> the the key motivator here um, and so that 
I, I'm of course I have to wait until part two comes out, Avengers four, for you know we get a full idea of what the intended picture is. Um, so in, until we can render full judgment, um, you know they they get another chance to go through the movie because uh, you know part two gets to elaborate on a lot more stuff. But what sucks is this is already grounded a little bit on you know Thanos' relationship with Gamora. Because um, it's clear, even given the final snap, that you know Gamora is going to obviously come back and influence him in some way, shape, or form, uh, and we'll we'll see if it recovers there. But um, for me, that was um, that was one of the biggest issues with the film, which of course ties directly to to one of the main characters. I know. Maybe that little Gamora is the death. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, let the conspiracy theories, you know, flow <laughs> in, right? Um, but then it's just weird, right? If if she yeah, ends up being weird. death, then <laughs> it's just like uh, that's okay, creepy. That's shit. creepy. Let's not get. It. <laughs> yeah, I like it's a little bit weird. <laughs> Fun. All right, I'm gonna uh, hand it over to to Anthony here. All right. All right. Um, I will try to be quick about my review. Um, I guess that I, I really enjoyed the movie. Um. I felt not going into it without any like spoiler or like trailers. It felt like an event film um, right from the start. Um, uh, this is a culmination of, well, I'll tell you how it's good and it bad and bad. It's a culmination of like all these movies. And I thought, I think we've covered it before um, that it was done really well. Um, um, logically it made sense with the, most of it, like the storyline and grouping of the heroes, what they were doing made sense. Um, you know, I really like seeing everybody on screen together. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just, I thought it was a very good MC. Like I thought it was a great MCU movie. Um, they did as well as um, I would have expected them to do um, in terms of balancing all of these storylines. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed the film. I watched it twice. Um, what I will say is, uh, I mentioned this in Age of Ultron, where I didn't like the intro. Where it felt in Age of Ultron, like it felt so like separate from like because a lot of time had passed or whatever, and it didn't feel like there was like the movies had led up to the beginning of Age of Ultron. They did that really well here. Um, just you know, you can see like right after the end of Thor Ragnarok, where it uh, you know where it began, and then where Civil War ended, where those characters were. It did a really good job of keeping me in the same universe. So oh, I thought, continuity. It, yeah, um, and I thought they did that really well. So comparing to Age of Ultron, you know, like I still had like problems with that. So um, uh, that was really good. And then in terms of like. There's not a lot I didn't like about the movie. Um, what I was saying before about a culmination of movies, and maybe this kind of feeds into what um, Kai was saying, is that you have all of these movies to set up the Avengers, but they didn't use any of the movies to set up uh, Thanos, nor did they with the Black Order. Mm-hmm. Um, at the be- end of Avengers 1 he's like he's you just see him smiling right which is not which is way out of character like because in this movie he's seems like you know he's doing his duty 
in at the end of the like, Avengers one, it seems like he wants to kill people. Like he's happy. That's true. And like it doesn't make consistent sense with his character. Even in Guardians, he was um I didn't really know what his intention was there too. It just seemed like he wanted to kill people. And so um, character consistency, consistency wise, it, it wasn't the same. Um, the black order could have been something cool, but they're just seen as his more powered, like disciples. Um, I was pretty bummed that uh, I actually really like Ebony, Ebony Maul's character, um, but he yeah, was just gone in like 20 minutes or something. Uh <laughs> Yeah, when you have when you do which all one was movies, that? Was that the uh, the telekinetic? Yeah, yeah, he was like the main guy. He was like yeah, the one that got vacuumed. The, the mouthpiece. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the Black Order. By the way, I didn't even know who they were, but their presence on screen I thought was fantastic. They're great characters. I, They're relatively yeah. new too. Yeah, not, I, mm-hmm. so and that's why I felt like they could have done so much more just to like yeah. set them up a little bit because I didn't really. I don't know what they do. I don't know what their well, powers even are. That, I know, so like, the, yeah, I would agree. Like they, it's not even like they need a lot of screen time, but like they didn't even call out their names. Yeah. So you, you have to do something, at least give me a name. Otherwise you have no idea what this person is. I mean, I knew of course, but a common person, but like, who's that gal with the, the fighting staff, right? You don't know. Cause right. they don't even, awesome. men, yeah, I had no you, idea. I like you don't have to exactly. You don't have to do it in a cheesy way where oh, proxima midnight, come over here. You can mm-hmm. do it within some some scene, right? Maybe show a flashback of Xandar when they're destroying it to get the power stone, and they can call each other by names. Oh, okay, I know who you are now. Great, right? <laughs> you have no idea, right? Those kind of things. Yeah, yeah I mean, no. I think that's one of the trade offs that they had to make. Like, I agree that because I, I mean, I, I like the Black Order as well, but at least to me, it came off as here's an opportunity to do a little bit of fan service to people. Um, there's kind of an acknowledgement that they don't have the time to give backstory to a lot of these characters. I do agree with Arthur though, that they could have definitely at least like called them out by name a lot more, but I, I felt this was probably one of the decisions they had to go back and forth on and say, okay, do we use the black order? Do we not? Are people going to criticize this? How much do we do? Cause we can't do too much. Um, so I, I, I thought True. they did an okay job, but you know, um, I- I just feel like it, when they're planning this far out, and maybe it was a last-minute decision, but you could have done something in a previous movie. I mean, not even yeah, in a previous yeah. movie, like something like a short, like a five-minute short on Twitter. Even I mean, whatever you know, like their their social media. I don't know. Anything <laughs> would have been nice, but actually, they just like, seem like <laughs> more powered beings than who the, the the army that was released on Wakanda. It's just like yeah, I didn't. Um, I just wish there was more there. They could have been done, done more. Um, uh, I think yeah, I think we covered everything else though. I overall, I really enjoyed this movie, and, and it was um, it was it lived up to uh to the hype for me. I watched it twice, and um, did you see it in IMAX the second time or the first time? First time I watched it in IMAX. And okay, it was, how was that experience? Because I actually want to watch it again in IMAX. Oh, it was great. Like um, it's not like Dark Knight, Chris Nolan, like wide uh, the whole screen, but it's a good eighty percent of the screen. Um. Hmm. And you just feel like you see more, like the the, uh, the scenes on Titan felt like a lot bigger, um, and obviously the sound is is great. And it's it's in 3D. It was in 3D, which I don't particularly like, but um, mm. the size of the screen and the sound just made it worth it. So, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the movie, and uh, um, I think. 
Arthur, you should go next. All right, and I definitely want to give a few minutes later on for speculation on Avengers 4. Um, I don't want to speculate at all. No, not, not story-wise. Well, yeah, story-wise, because <laughs> you have real-world actor contracts. They know how it ends. <laughs> right, so that, that kind of changes up what you can tell with the story. But anyway. Here, um, here's the thing, too. Like, I, I almost like go going there. in like super blind, like not so, even wanting to know what theories are, because then yes. if it happens, it's just, oh, damn, I kind of... Anticlimactic, yeah. Yeah, it's like not okay. as fun. I love speculating, okay. Arthur. We can speculate later if you want. <laughs> Go on the Reddit right. threads, okay? There's a ton of speculations, a lot of conspiracies. So for those that want to speculate, we'll talk offline then. Right on. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So my thoughts on the movie. Um, lots of great points by folks. Um, for me, um, I forgot who brought it up. Uh, a double-edged sword about reading the book. Was it Ronald or Nick? I think it was Nick. Nick. Um, so for me, this was hard because I actually avoided all things except the first trailer so i avoided clips reviews things like that so i got went in as blind as i could but unfortunately there's already inherent bias for me because i read the book like 20 20 something years ago and it's also one of my favorites so i've read it many times over the years so i already know the story inside and out um but when i went back to six years ago the first time i saw avengers with my buddy right and we get to that end scene and they do the Thanos scene at the end. You know, I was one of the few people in the audience. I was looking at my buddy like, holy crap. Okay. But my first thought was because you don't introduce a character like Thanos for no reason. Because a character like him demands a certain type of story. You don't throw him out there as a run-of-the-mill villain. Um, so then at the time, my friend and I were like, hmm, I wonder what they're going to adapt. I wonder if they're going to adapt the Infinity Gauntlet story. And both of us at the time were like, that's too far-fetched. There's too many things going on to be able to do that. And then later on, you know, literally, what, a, a month or two later, they, they, they show in interviews, they're saying they're going to be adapting the Infinity Gauntlet story. Already, my mind is like, wow, they're really bold to actually go ahead and try to adapt that story. And this is where, you know, Kai and I have talked about this many times. Are they going to bring in cosmic beings? Are they going to bring in warlock and death? How is that going to work? Um, so a lot of that is hard because when I go into this movie, and we already talked about, you know, the reasons why they didn't, did or didn't do certain things, you know, part economy, part direction, whatever. And, and um, you know, I, 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 I'm okay with it and I agree with it to a certain point. I'm a little disappointed that they didn't go with death, but it doesn't bother me so much that I feel like, oh my gosh, you know, uh, it, it sucks. Um, but the whole thing with the story for me is that because I've read the book and I have all this inherent bias that, you know, you don't, you don't adapt the Infinity Gauntlet story unless you do the world, you know, the universal level uh, death scene right so the whole time in the movie part of me was thinking okay i wonder when they're going to do that part and how are they going to do it are they going to do it in the beginning are they going to do it in the, in the middle i'm assuming toward the end based on the, the vibe i'm feeling from all the reviews so part of me already feels like it's it's spoiled even though i've gone to great lengths to avoid things because i know that you don't adapt a story like this unless you have that kind of scene so i knew you know they're going to lose and he's going to wipe everybody out and i'm waiting for that finger snap because you, you don't, again, you don't adapt the story unless you do that. Uh, otherwise, what's the point? So um, while everybody was all um, up distraught and upset about the end part scene, for me, it was more like, how are they going to do it? But I wasn't really shocked by it, per se. Not that the performances weren't bad, not that they didn't execute it well, but it's just something I kind of expect. And that's just unfortunate because, you know, I have 
deep knowledge of the book. So that's why I'm, I'm very interested when I hear people who haven't read the book. I almost actually wanted to go back after I saw the movie. I'm like, crap, I hope Nick Choi hadn't read the book yet. So I, I was pinging him. I'm like, dude, have you read the story yet? And Nick told me like, oh, I'm three issues. And I'm like, crap, never mind. You might as well finish it, right? <laughs> because if he, had, if, he hadn't fin- if he hadn't started, part of me wanted to say, Nick, why don't you Damn. not read it? Because I, I <laughs> yeah. kind of wanted somebody to have not had any background in it to get their perspective, right? Because from what I know, most people on this call have read the book, um, more or less. So I, I at least wanted to have one person. So I'm glad that Alyssa hadn't read the book um, because I wanted a different perspective that has no background or bias or, or, or even an inkling of what would happen. Uh, so for me, um, that was hard. But other than that, I mean, the level of execution, um, storytelling, character balance, the action sequences, uh, Easter eggs. It, it was amazing. Everything from using Dr. Strange's powers from the comic books, uh, the Crimson Bands of Ciderac. I'm like, ooh, they did that. Uh, to the Hulk crashing down into um, Dr. Strange's um, you know, uh, home, which was a, a throwback to the book, where they used the Silver Surfer instead uh, of the, the Hulk. But you know, the concept is the same. Now, part of me is like, well, how did Heimdall know to throw Hulk to Dr. Strange's lab? How did, why didn't he just throw Thor instead? But I try not to think too much about it because um, otherwise you start to really poke holes in the things. But um, you know, it felt very comic booky. this book or this movie. Um, I think Anthony mentioned it before. And I think I like, and I like that. And comic booky, I mean, is it felt like you had different characters and different groups with high stakes um, uh, emotional drama, some common threads, and then it, it, it lands on a, a cliffhanger. And it's very much like a lot of, um, you know, comic books I've read over the years where they kind of do that thing. They just throw you in, lots of characters juggled around, um, action, a story, and then boom, wait till the next issue to find out what happens, right? That kind of thing. And I thought, that's kind of cool to see that translated on the big screen. So when I say comic booky, um, I say that with a lot of reverence and a lot of love because it definitely felt like that. Yeah, um, uh, I'll add so, on to that. Like, you're right. Like, I think the action was so well choreographed. Um, yeah. M- minus, like, you know, the the CGI kind of war on Wakanda, which is like, uh, I feel like we've seen that. I actually felt this one, the CGI was really good. Like, perhaps this is where they spent all their money because in, in the other MCU movies, different ones, there was definitely some wonky CGI. You know, Black Panther toward the end was really wonky for me. Um, and then other movies, of course. But this one, I, I never felt like the CGI was off uh, in any way. It was all very clear. Um, it wasn't uh, Jason uh, Bourne shaky cam action. It was very easy to follow. Yeah, uh, you can follow everything. Cre- yeah, it was very creative in how they did it. Um, things like that. But gosh, the things that irked me, and it doesn't um, hurt the movie or how I feel about it, but the whole Star-Lord thing just irked me. And, and I know it's in character. I, I know they're trying to go for a scene there. But for me, it's like, oh, that just bothered me for, for no, to no end. And I would rather... Like, I know that Thanos is going to win in that scene, right? So it doesn't really matter. But I just wish they did it differently, where he instead breaks free and really shows the power of the gauntlet. Uh, or you use that moment where Mantis has him mentally restrained to maybe explore his backstory a little bit more. And then somehow he snaps too, and it just takes them all out. And instead of using this kind of scene to kind of show what a doofus Star-Lord is. Um, and yeah, it's in character, but he's one of the ones that faded at the end. So you don't really get to see him deal with the consequences of his actions in the next movie, uh, unless they bring him back right away, right? So unless he was not one of the 50 that died, you can't really follow that, that thread, I mean, so. Wait, wait, so okay, here's another thing also. I, I think people seem to forget about like this scene is that Strange, like, it sort of had to happen that way. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah, strange yeah. Knows it's one of, it's one of the 14 way, right? million like, that survive, right? Yeah, yeah I, I like, get that. So I just didn't like, like that stuff. scene. Yeah, I just didn't like that scene because I thought, oh, oh gosh, you know, I know he, they have to lose. Mm-hmm. They could have cut off his arm, but they're not going to cut off his arm, right? Again, <laughs> um, strange yeah. season, so it's just like, yeah, uh, it, it's hard. I just didn't like the way that was that scene was executed. That's all with the way that happened. Now, funny enough, I was nitpicking other stuff where um, when Thor shows up um, in Wakanda, oh, awesome, crowd-pleasing scene. But then as they're all going attacking Thanos one-on-one, my whole time I was like, well, where's Thor? Um, you know, why don't they tell him, hey, protect the vision, Thor, can you come help us out? So I was like, why isn't he there to help the, the, the heroes, right? And, and yeah, okay, he shows up at the last minute, and then somehow he gets a killing blow in. And part of me is like, okay, that's fake. He's going to fake them out. But no, he actually came close to killing him, which threw me off because I'm like, dude, you have ultimate power. That should have been nothing. You should have swatted that away. And the only excuse I will give for myself to kind of accept that is, okay, he's still adjusting to godhood. But that kind of, I don't know, it didn't sit well with me because I thought, you know, you almost killed him. But he should not even come close to being injured. Uh, did they easily. explain that? Like, well, he knows everything? Like, he can see everything. He knows anything, but he should have been more impervious to harm I, relatively. I have to agree with that, yeah. Well, it, 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 that, took, that took me out of it, to be honest. I was like, Arr. I mean, I know they want to give Thor a moment because and I it's got not this like, new shiny hammer, but it, just, it was just weird. He should have done before he got all six. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well, here's the thing also. He has to activate the gems or the stones. Exactly. It's not like he... It's um, not like some, he, he some of it is subconscious and some of it is conscious, but... I felt like, you know, you were showing, you were, you, you were being very creative about using the gems throughout the whole movie. So I thought, it's, this is another fake out. It would have been nice to just say, oh, well, sorry, I already have everything. Now. You going on getting this hammer, you're now less than meaningless to me um, than prior. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm following the book too much, but... I think you are. I, 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 that just bugged me that somebody could kind of came close to nailing him when he already had all the gems um, in that way. And maybe that's a way to precedent. make... It's with the activating audience. it. Like yeah. it, they it set that up like beforehand. A, it was kind of like a like a last this like this is it. This is the last final chance, you know, and yeah, Perhaps. it didn't work. I mean, that's pretty much what they're getting at, I think. Yeah, yeah you and know, then you know the, yeah, the the snap finger thing. So well, mm-hmm. you know, Arthur, I, I think I think it's kind of like the Superman dilemma, right? If you create a character that's so perfect, um, and you actually allow him to be a god like he is in the book you're actually making it a lot more difficult to tell a story that that is believable because yeah, there they did it for would be absolutely no, yeah. no sense. Yeah. So they, I think they built in controls, if you will, that allows it to happen. And, and I also do think that that Thor probably was there the whole time looking, looking for maybe a moment and mm-hmm. thinking it through because he was the only one who had what was a God killer weapon. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't actually have a problem with with any of it. Even even the whole they could get him on Titan, put him to sleep, and and almost get close to getting it. Because, uh, you know, coming off of of the comic and having read it, he was too powerful in the comic. He really was. Yeah, in my yeah. they 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 have to you know give a sense of uh, stakes or or possibility for the audience. I. I... It just sort of irks me. Like, I didn't have a problem with the Titan scene aside from the way they used the Star-Lord. But this one, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, man, you know, I would have loved for him to just say, you know, I am now fully powered. I am Godhood now. Um, 
because he now has them all, right? Before, there's a chance you can attack him or, or nail him because he doesn't have everything, but now he has everything. So I would have just thought that there's no chance now at all. Uh, so, because in the books, he had to dumb himself down in order for the, the, the humans or the, the heroes to even have a, an opportunity. Um, but if he has all, all of them now at full power, there's no chance. Um, but I get it. So anyway, I mean, those things aside, I mean, you know, amazing accomplishment, amazing achievement, lots of Easter eggs that I saw that I liked. Um, and I, I can't find too much fault with it. Um, you know, I, I was definitely still thinking about things afterwards. Uh, anything else that I poke a hole at, it, it's going to just be that. It's just going to be a nit and it's not going to, you know, drag what I feel how I feel about the movie, the way it's executed um, and the stuff that they've accomplished. Um, but yeah, th- those are the things that just stood out for me for some odd reason. But other than that, um, my gosh, it's amazing. So right on. Right on. So yeah, with that, um, we are at nine thirty-eight. Uh, I think we should go on and give our scores and Wait, any other kind of final comments. Didn't go yet. Did he? I thought he did. I, I didn't, but I've been saying Oh, I'm sorry. Lot. Go ahead, please. Oh, my mistake. I'm sorry. I, I, I'll try to keep it really short. Um, <laughs> sorry. I kept getting interrupted by this other call, so it threw me out. My apologies. Yeah, no worries at all. Um, so coming off of the book, I, I, I got to correct myself. I first said I was an Infinity War fan, an Infinity Gauntlet, but really I'm, I'm a Thanos Quest fan. So, you know, coming to yeah. this, I did like the story, but my favorite part of the whole thing has always been um, the journey of Thanos himself. And in the Thanos quest, he goes around and collects the gems and he has to, it's like the trials of Samson, right? Um, mm-hmm. it, it shows how well-rounded of a person he actually is. Um, I agree with you all completely on the idea that the previous movies didn't set up Thanos well. It made him look like a bloodlust killer, just pure evil, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they go into sort of depth and emotion about the man. But, um, you know, coming from the Thanos quest books, um, that this is more of what I expected him to be to be honest. And I was really uh, pleased with how they, they did him in the movie because I've always been a fan of a sympathetic villain. Uh, I think you can go too far with that, but I think there's a good balance here. Um, it's definitely not perfect. Um, there's certain flaws in the logic, but, but this version of his motivation I felt was more enjoyable than what I read in the comic because I, I did actually have a problem with his motivations in the book and, and how it all played out. Um, and, and this to me was more of a story that I felt I could relate to, I guess, you know, not that I'm trying to, you know, adjust any populations or what, what, what not. It's, it's more about, <laughs> it's more about, I think people can connect to this type of a story a little bit more, right? It, it brings it down to a level that's more tangible in a lot of ways, right? Um, you know, without knowing sort of the paradigms of, of what death was and the idea of him being an actual God versus inferring it in this movie. Um, you know, I, I thought that it, just like Avengers 1, it was an incredible show of capability from the MCU side to be able to put this together, go from existing material that is well-loved and still execute it in a way that that came across so so pleasantly on screen, right? It, it really didn't have any problems of bad jokes, um, poor CGI, um, Lack of character development debatable for from some of you, I, I guess. Um, Wait, one, one, one quick question, one comment. Yeah, they've kind of ruined uh, Drax, right? Because he's now not the guy who takes everything literal. He's just like the 
the guy who makes dumb comments. <laughs> right? Kind of. Um, yeah. I keep flip flopping on him though. Yeah. So it's it's. But if if you look at Star Lord and you give him the 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 room to be, say it's in character, to him to do these sort of awful things, and Drax's if you don't like his comments, awful comments, is within his character and his his world or whatever he is to take everything literally, right? And and. But wants, but they have to balance it. They can't it, do it so that he just becomes. I'm stupid. just saying his main joke is not really about literal. I see what you mean. Yeah, like in the first Guardians, it was all the Are you literal. Talking about joke. his place in the story. No, 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 no. I'm just saying his the personality character. in this movie mm-hmm. is that he's just the guy who makes a dumb comment. Like he's like the idiot, you know, idiot character who doesn't know. Whereas in all comic relief. Yeah, he is comic relief. He basically is that. He breaks the mood, right? He, but like in the previous Guardians movies, he's the guy who just takes things literally, and that makes a joke out of that. You know, like yeah, I know what you mean, Anthony. Right? Yeah. Instead of becoming the active Joker, right. he was more like the passive Joker because he just happened to take things literal, and we're just laughing at it. Right. Versus now he's actively doing it. Yeah. I get you. I think it they're changing the line on it a bit with him. Um, I saw the movie twice. And that scene where he says, I've mastered the art of staying perfectly still. It was pretty funny the first time. The second time, it was getting thin. But Well, that's any joke, though, <laughs> like, right? Maybe, True. maybe. But, you know, in general, I, I just felt like I didn't really have any complaints about any sort of pacing or any joke laying or, or anything like that in the movie. And I, I found it to be really enjoyable. However, you know, if I were to complain about any one thing, um, I... I, I I have to fault the Avengers at least four times in this movie with having the opportunity to possibly stop it. And they failed each time in, in what I think is a miserable way. You know, I get the whole notion of love and, and I get how strong relationships can be, et cetera, et cetera. But when you're faced with something this big, you know, better you torment your soul for the rest of your life than, than let the universe suffer this fate. And, and they just messed it up in a way that makes me think they're, you know, made me feel like they were almost an incapable team. Um, hmm. And and and, and they're really difficult. a team. Like they're not, and some of them weren't even Avengers, team. if you will, right? Mm-hmm. But the yeah. idea that they were the one force standing in the way of Thanos achieving this awful thing, and them falling short so badly, so many times, I I still have a hard time with it. Although I enjoyed the movie, you know, immensely. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So, it's like, come on, guys. Um, you guys are supposed to be protecting. Totally. Know, right? I mean, look. You're failing at your job. Totally. Look, Thanos, not Thanos, but but even Vision. I'm sorry, dude. If it's like, I get that you guys are starting to have a relationship or whatever, but you're still a robot. <laughs> and now all these Wakandans are dead because you want to try to save Vision, right? Um, and they talk about trading lives. I thought there was a lot of sort of cheap morality and ethics <laughs> to justify their decisions. Um, but yeah, that that's probably my my only real complaint. Um, overall, you know, I, I thought it was a, a fantastic ride. I think that um, it would have been better if he did some brutal killings of some of the Avengers up front. It would have made it a little bit more real. But I do think, <laughs> like Arthur said, it, it's more for story. I think the folks that you see um, here now are here for a reason. The ones who went away went away for a reason. And I also do think that that nothing can, you know, is is absolutely permanent. Though I hope things do stay permanent for a more sense of of, of impact and um, finality, right? Otherwise, you never believe it. 
Yeah, they they risk running into the same problem they had in the comics, where you know in the Marvel universe nobody stays dead, right? True. Even the people who who you said you never bring back, they bring them back. Um, yep. You know, and I know that they've always got that in their back pocket, and I hope they don't go in that way. And the people that they do bring back are are for good, honest reasons, right? Um, but in general, this really was a a almost a, a a I don't know if a thank you gift is the right way, but it really does reward fans who have watched and follow Marvel up to this point. Um, and it love was letter. a great showing. Yeah, it was really was a love letter. And, um, and they've, they've earned the right to not have to spend too much time on character development out of brand new people. So um, good movie. I really did enjoy it. Fantastic. Thank you. And sorry for skipping you. I was a little distracted here with the, no worries, the calls man. and chats. Um, so I know we, we were hitting up on almost two hours, but I think, um, it's been a great discussion. Uh, part of it is uh, this movie is really big. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, but let's, you know, we're, uh, Kai had to leave already. Right? I think I just saw in the chat that he left the score already. So why don't we head off to either any final comments, but let's start with the scores first and then we'll wrap it up. So I'll just start at the top and I'll save mine for last. Um, Ronald. All right. Uh, you know, I, actually really like this movie given its flaws. I, I, f- I always feel like we talk more about flaws than a lot of time on how bad movies are. We do. We do. But in all honesty, I liked this movie a lot. I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, and really it, 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 it paid off. Right. So I have to give it a, uh, I'll give it an 8.3. Okay. Wow. Actually, that's lower than I expected, but okay. Yeah, I was expecting <laughs> you to be yeah, like a, a high eight. <laughs> yeah. Eight three. I'm looking at your scores. You like Ragnarok better? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Here we so go. I gotta the, compare scores. The, che- the checker. Fact checker. It, it's hard to, you know, Ragnarok's fun. This is good, and they can be different scores as yeah. a result, right? For different reasons, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Anthony? Um, this goes... Uh, on my list, or my uh, my small list of best Marvel films, um, along with Civil War and Avengers, it was pretty much everything I had hoped for. It was a comic book movie, and it was fun. There's a lot of good action and and um, a story. Stage, uh, yeah, it was kind of true to Infinity Gauntlet, and so yeah, I'm gonna give it a nine. Right. On. Great. Wow. All right. Okay, uh, Dad. I will give this an eight point six. Um, I I like the movie a lot. Um, it, it it it. The only reason I don't give it any higher was because, as well done as I thought it was, I would have liked to have seen some more, uh, some heavier drama. Okay. Um, that was just more weighty. Yeah. Because I, I, I love drama. <laughs> so Strange is still your favorite Marvel movie? Um, I don't know if it was my favorite, but I think it was one of the most well done. There's definitely scenes in it which I think are among the best scenes mm-hmm. in the MCU in general, yes. What was that movie, sorry? Doctor Strange. Doctor Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that your 9.2? 9, 9. 9. That's like his barometer yeah. now. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, I, I, do, I do like it a lot. I still go back to it quite a bit. Really? Uh, but at the same time, I don't know if it's my favorite. I just know I like it a lot. It, I think it is definitely top three, though. Wow. All right. Wait, which is Infinity War's top three? 
Um, I'd say Civil War is in there. Okay. I I might even say um, the first Avenger might be in there. Okay, so yeah. top three. Same Wait, me. the Cap, the first Avenger, or the Avengers one? Avengers the, one. Right? Uh, okay. The no, no, Cap. What? Okay. <laughs> All right. Really I can't believe any of your ratings. Now. What? What did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> he said Captain America Avengers. one is yeah, in his top three best MCU been... movies. You meant the Avengers movie, right? That's what I thought. <laughs> Nick chimes in. <laughs> no way. <laughs> That's what I thought. What the fuck? This rating system is Nick, broke. you don't know. You don't got Wait, no is that what you mean? That's not I, what you mean, right? <laughs> I, love the first, I love the first Avenger, too, it. but it's not, it's not my top movie, but I, I love the Cap for first Avenger also. I, I do like it a lot. Cap it has a lot of heart. It was good. a very honest movie, and I love it. Is. it I'm them. with you, bro. Hey, yeah, you two are crazy. It's on my the worst. Godzilla Avenger? No, I, I'm saying I love it a lot. It's not my top Marvel movie, but I loved, I liked it a lot. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Look, guys, I don't, I don't claim to carry the common opinion, but there's certain things about certain movies that resonate with me, and and, and these these do it. <laughs> right. Like boring hey. cap. Dang, I'm glad I clarified that one. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying, because I was in shock. I was like, what? <laughs> can't be talking about that. I'm I was sure I heard that wrong. That's on nobody's that. top list. When it, it, mm. He admitted that just now. I was I was counting down three seconds for Nick to chime in. I'm <laughs> like, oh, here we go. Good God. Uh, hey, I'm also the guy who hates the Dark Knight series, right? So yep. what are you going to do? That blows me away. I'm sorry. I, I, won't, I won't back you up there. <laughs> there you go. See? So nothing should be surprising. All, All right. right. Cool. Thank you, Dot. And then Nick? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh... I'm actually gonna give it a. I, so I really like the movie. I give it a 8.5 because okay. uh, I thought it was great. The only reason I give it an 8.5 is because I feel like it was more of a like a reward, like kind of like I said, it's more. It feels hey, more like a dessert, it. not like a main course. Although it's great, it's great. I liked everything about it. It's just mm-hmm. that um, like Civil War was probably one. That's probably my top one, and I thought that was even though it's a culmination movie, it's a reward movie, but it's also like it was a great like story and everything this is good too it's just um i uh yeah i give it a i give it 8.5 all right and then we got ty score it was a nine um from him actually that's surprisingly high for him i would have thought like 8.5 or something like that you know so you know i I will have to caveat my 8.3 by saying that when part two comes out that may go up does that make sense I mean, I, it, yeah, because they're sort of connected. It yeah. does. Yeah, I feel yeah. Like it's kind of hard for me to judge this movie without a conclusion. But you can say that about anything that's a a, a trilogy in the true sense, or Empire Strikes Back, whatever, right? Yeah, but but this, um, I feel like many trilogies, though, they still end it with something that concludes, but could lead into a, a sequel. Whereas yeah. this is straight up. I mean, you you can't end here, right? That, well, that's like Empire, right? Like, and Empire that's Strikes everybody's Back. favorite Star yeah. Wars right. movie. So, generally yeah. speaking yeah yeah most people but. true so well yeah we can come back to these ratings uh, a year from now and see if they've changed our, our ratings i don't you know i don't typically we don't do that but anyway <laughs> okay. okay um i'm gonna give this a nine uh you know mm. all the all the stuff that i was talking about nits aside um you know fantastic execution great easter eggs great moments um yeah adaptation all that stuff i mean i have certain reservations but it doesn't take away from what has been done it doesn't bother me enough that oh gosh what could have been that kind of thing it's like Mm -hmm. wow um you know i'm blown away i actually do want to see it again um in imax just to kind of see if i missed anything or things like that or just to enjoy 
moments. So I think um, yeah. On second uh, on my second rewatch, I did notice a lot more things, um, just smaller things, and uh, mm-hmm. it was still it was so enjoyable. Yeah, there's like a it's weird because when I watch it with the opening night crowd and. Some of the, the laughs were so loud, it's hard to hear dialogue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I miss certain things, too, because of the same thing. Yeah. yeah. You know what? When I watched it, it was such an empty... I was, like, laughing, like... By yourself? By myself. <laughs> You're sad. Like, you were so like, sad. <laughs> it was sad, but I, I didn't care. Like, people were, like, looking at me. Oh, that's great. My wife is the same. She'll, if she finds something funny and nobody else is laughing, she'll laugh, like, full-on out loud. And yeah, I personally love it. I, I think it... If you enjoy something, you should let it be known. And you go to a movie theater, knowing people are going to emote, right? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I, I won't. So. You know, unless they're not being annoying, I, I won't. I won't fault anybody totally. for doing that. As long as you're not like you know, narrating everything. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're Humming to, go, to yourself. You know the, or the, asking yeah. questions. <laughs> Cut loose, yep. man. Cut loose. Yeah, you know, I saw it twice. Anywhere. I saw it twice too, but I didn't. I didn't notice a whole lot extra. The only thing I really noticed <laughs> extra was Thanos smiling at the end. Because I wasn't sure in the first showing whether or not he was happy because he had just come off of a conversation mm-hmm. with he had given up, he had, he had sacrificed everything. But then I saw, yeah, he, he really did smile. And I actually really like that ending a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, we forgot about the end credit scene. Any comments on that? I thought it was cool if we want to be short about it. I I thought it was what uh, yeah I predicted something to die, to tell you with Captain Marvel. I, I had a big uh, smile when I saw that. I'm like, ooh, cool. So. I thought it was yeah, fun. it was cool. It was cool. I liked it. Right. I would have liked something more dramatic. I was really hoping for the Fantastic Four. Like in oh movie. man, <laughs> How did you? Like, I feel like I you're not part of these crazy. podcasts. Dude, <laughs> you think that? I just wanted something so big. You know what? I didn't say it, but but the other disappointment I had too was that they really didn't do anything new or shocking with any new characters. You know, they That's didn't even lead in. I don't need okay. new characters. Man, I, I, I thought they were going to have Ant Man and the Ant Man and uh, Hawkeye at the end credits. I was sort of expecting having a beer, something, <laughs> and one of them disappears. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, I thought they'd be something at the end, but like Hawkeye nothing. Uh, like a Luke I think we're going to see, right? That yeah, next exactly. see, but I thought it'd be like a Luke Skywalker moment from Force Awakens, where you just show up and then they don't say anything, whatever, right? So, but I, I still yeah. like what they did anyway. Yeah, it was fine. The, the end. I do like how somber everything was when when people were fading away. I thought cin- cinematography was really nice. Yeah. Yes, you know, and the way they did storytelling and the music and the moods were great. Um, but the end sit- credit scene was was fine. It wasn't exciting though. It's it was okay. The whole movie was like dark, and it, it ended on a somber note. And then yeah, it was a little bit of uh of optimism right at the end. A little bit of yeah, yeah. right. There's something and good. It's a, it's a perfect lead in. So. Yep. There's only one. Yeah, there's only one. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Surprisingly, they have like three. But I guess one is more appropriate to keep it more dramatic. Yeah, for the, exactly. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one. the movie is already pretty long. so For yeah. sure. Yeah. And, you know, on that note, if anybody wants to watch the movie again, let me know. I'll, I'll you know, happy to watch it with you Friday afternoon or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'll go too. Yeah. I want to yeah. watch it in IMAX, though, second time. So. Yeah, okay. All right, we'll talk about that offline. Uh, any concluding thoughts or comments before we wrap up? Uh, one little moment I forgot to talk about, which I kind of liked. It was just a tiny moment, but um, we talked about how great Strange was. Um, yeah, I really liked him in this movie and how he just seemed more, he had grown since the last movie. And um, 
I like the wink that he gave Stark when he, mm-hmm. I think Robert Downey is just like, we're going to save all these people. And then he does a spell that just like saves everybody and saves uh-huh. all those buildings and then winks at yeah. him. Just like, I got it. Oh, when he stopped <laughs> that big um, thing in the sky? Yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, that was good. He gives him a little wink and I was like, oh, shit. Strange. He's like hmm. topping Stark. So, I well, like you know, I speaking of characters, okay. speaking yeah. of characters you really liked, I actually, my favorite character in this really outside of Thanos really was um, Thor. I felt yeah. like he's he's gotten to the point where he's hit his stride, where he kind of understands yeah. who he is, what he wants, what yeah. he needs to do, and not only that, but but the whole um, display of what his uh, power is not the word, but what his strength is. Like yeah. even the part where he was holding open the forge for the star yeah. to put its heat in. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I just thought, you know, what what a fantastic character, right? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm gonna hate to see him go. Sure I like I liked his emotional moment when he actually broke down and said, "Yeah, you know, uh, I've lost everything." I'm like, "Oh, oh, right." And he's talking to Rocket. Yes. yes. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you don't realize it after, like, but after he said it, I was like, "Oh, damn! He lost his people. He yeah. lost his brother. Oh, yeah. He lost right. his parents. His, yeah. I was his like, world. Oh, he got nobody. <laughs> Look, right. you're coming his off. Father. And and you yeah. say, you know what? They they didn't they didn't really lose everything. They saved a bunch of people. Like, where's the weight of that loss? I mean, Ragnarok's the end of everything. Well, you know what? They lost everything. Right. Literally. Yeah everything now so if you watch the end of ragnarok go straight into this movie it yeah. completely connects and it's really unfortunate but good i like thor's story um, i'm almost sad to see it coming to an end and, and rocket kind of there's a thread of that in the last guardians right where he he feels like he lost everything too oh yeah yes. him and um yeah. Yondu kind of yes that talk. yes right what's neat about they... rocket is you're seeing really seeing him evolve too Yes. Right. It's it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, and I'm glad they right. they did these moments because otherwise I was really afraid that Thor would start to become a parody of himself if they continued that line of um, comedy with him without giving him something back to give him some more depth. So I think he's yes. very balanced now, where where yes. he isn't quite in everything where he knows and is savvy, and his comments are appropriate to what he's supposed to know and what he how he sees things. Right. Yep. So, man, he's mm-hmm. to me. He's like currently the the MCU's version of Superman in a lot of ways. Mm. But mm, uh, I know there are others. Mm. So, all right. Oh, last thing. I didn't like the new Iron Man suit. I I miss the beefy like. <laughs> okay, that's a good metal point. Iron Man. It's they've gotten Thank slimmer you. and slimmer, and now <laughs> well, technology. Become, I'm like, ah. It's, it's skinny, skinny suits, can, like, like skinny jeans. It's not yeah, the look, skinny, it's more like... Anyway, skinny uh, jeans version of Iron Man. I'm not with it. Uh, you well, know what I'm not with? Oh, sorry, go no. ahead, Arthur. So it's not so much the, the look of it, it's more like the utility. Like, it's become this liquid thing that can do anything at any time. It's too crazy, too. Yeah, it's like, it's too, like, you could just say he's, like, making weapons out of his arms and stuff. Like, right. Oh, you need a shield? Oh, we'll have a shield at that moment. Because, you know, you yeah. needed a shield, obviously. Oh, you needed a blade? Okay, a blade will come out, right? It's, it's, it's convenient. The, Iron Man suit, the, 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 the kind of, like, it's just like a, you know, it's a piece the, the of weight. Metal. The, yeah, weight the, weight, the weight and like the functionality of it as like a, you know, like a, not like well, that liquidity. If the Iron Man run is over though, this is, you know, one step under the ultimate Iron Man suit. Yeah, true. Right. So if you want to showcase. The, What's that? What's the uh, ultimate Iron Man? Um, I want to say it was the Extremis suit. No, this is actually the, this is, this is the this Extremis is, suit. 
I think is that from the comics? Because this, this, uh, this is nanotech where he can just, you know, fills yeah. out like a liquid suit and can do all these things. But I think they went farther with it, though, because with all these kind of um, yeah, sure. weapons like, make and stuff. stuff out of... Yeah. yeah. But if they're done with Iron Man and, and Junior might be done, they, they have to complete it with whatever level of tech you could Advanced. reach. So it's yeah. got to happen, right? Yeah. Like it or not. Um, but I get it. I do like the beefy, too, because it was just so cool to look at. Right. But I look at it more as as let's see how far you can take it. Okay. okay, in this in the same vein, I hated Cap's shield. <laughs> oh, I, dude, I, 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 awful, I got really excited in yeah, when... the theater when uh, T'Challa is like, "Get this man a shield," and I was yeah. like, "Oh yes, yeah, yeah. we're getting a shield." Yeah, I looked, I looked, I looked at my wife, and I was like, "Yes, we're getting it." And then I was like, "Wait, what?" Or what getting some kind of cool shield. Yeah, something. They must be saving it, right? They must be saving it for the second one. Yeah, right? totally yeah they're saving it. That was it. such totally. a letdown. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I was like, "What are those armbands?" You know, right. they're saving it so they can give it to Bucky. <laughs> True. Oh yeah, 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 man. You know what's gonna happen. They have to tie all these things up with the original characters, right? So yeah, they're saving yeah. it. Yeah. Speaking all of Bucky, that was, that was a funny moment. Real. The Rocket's like, "I'll, I'll get that arm." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, one of the ones I was like laughing like crazy. Everyone was like, what? "I'd actually love to see him get it. That'd be so funny." It would. That'd be so funny for him to get it. <laughs> His whole obsession with the body parts is just hilarious. Yeah, yeah he gives Thor the, the prosthetic eye, don't forget. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's funny because they work it in in, in a... Subtle way. In a proper fashion, yeah. It, it just kind of works out. Yeah, and if you but, get it, it's hilarious. If you don't, then it's okay. It's not so right. different. Totally. Do you guys... So this is like a bigger question, like a bigger picture question. Do you guys feel like they should stop adapting some of these stories? No. no. Absolutely not. Really? I, I feel like no, I'll, I'll tell you that. why, Anthony. Look, there's so much of it. Why go off and try to write your own new stuff when you have working material that you don't have to stay 100% faithful to it, but you should springboard off but, of Okay, so m- maybe I'm talking about it from a filmmaker's perspective, but you're, if you you're follow storylines, you're limiting yourself instead of possibly doing some incredibly creative stuff with these characters that have already uh, are already existing, you know. Or they could ruin it, though. Huh? Or they could ruin it. <laughs> they could. Well, l- I mean, let me rephrase, Anthony. If they know they wrote a good story, yeah, definitely don't shy away from it. But there's no reason to force yourself into that position when uh, you have a good material to work with. But you're saying you're forcing yourself as it's like a bad thing. Like I, I think, as they are getting these younger directors who have done a lot of independent movies and written a lot of really good stuff. They, you know, there's, there's a good chance, you know, that there are some incredible stories that could be told that are brand new. So I don't know, that's all I was thinking. Yeah, no. And just like new comic book stories are written all the time that are brand new. They could do the same in the movie. Right. But I, I just think it's, I'm enjoying their conversions from traditional material to movies and the changes they make are so good. I'd love to see it keep going. And that's why even when I go to a movie, um, reading the original material doesn't seem like it spoils anything to me because I can't ever tell what they're going to do with it. So. I generally agree with you, Dot, with the exception of this story. <laughs> this is the this one where I really... This one's a little more... Yeah, this I, one was the I, one I, I felt yeah, like, oh yeah. man, I, I just, I can't be unspoiled. <laughs> well, like you impossible. said, you know they're going to snap, right? He's going to yeah. snap. It's just when. Sure. Right. Yeah. So, but generally speaking, I totally agree with you. Right. And they're going to run out of stories at some point. So, 
Uh, there's a lot of great comic that. book stories. So. It takes a lot more years, Anthony. Exactly. It takes 60 years. plus years of great stories. So yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Well, I mean, the evolution of like, I don't know, how many Avengers stories are they going to have? There's a lot of really good ones. Well, the rumor is that they're actually looking at ending Avengers storyline in no. general. Are they? Oh, no, really? I, I thought you really said that they're going to do more Avengers. other teams. Yeah, no. I read an article yeah. a couple of days ago where they, but but they said they might keep it alive in the background, so that is an option. Right. But in general, they're trying to it's move not, away from that and establishing new groups. It's not like the the focus of the MCU. Yeah. So where I don't think you have to worry about that. Exactly. I think it just is part of the MCU, but but MCU does not equal Avengers. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's the point. Right, because I don't don't think they want to be hamstrung or locked into just the Avengers universe. They want to broaden. Yep. I mean, you've got to think they're already thinking about how to incorporate the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. You know, if all that legal... When when all that legal stuff, you know, um, gets settled. You you know they're thinking about that. I think they did it already. Correct. telling us. I would also yeah. be okay. That's what I'm saying. I would also be okay with just a brand new Avenger storyline. Uh, sure. I'm good either way. But yeah, I mean, there's so many great stories to adapt from that it's going to be new enough that uh, I'll still be surprised, with the exceptions, of course. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, any other thoughts or comments? Uh, I know we're really long, but this is <laughs> now our second longest podcast. And <laughs> we're okay. all sober. We're, we're no it's been a long morning, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been fun to talk about. So unless anybody has any other last comments or thoughts or things they forgot or whatever, um, going once, going twice. All right, then. This concludes our SDA podcast of Avengers Infinity War. Um, I think our next movie is going to be obviously uh, either Solo, if we all watch it, or um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay? No, Deadpool, huh? Oh, yes, that's right. I'm sorry. Deadpool 2, <laughs> yeah, definitely. So we've got a lot of movies we can definitely podcast. But anyway. We're um, doing Solo, right? I don't know. I'm going to watch Solo. I'm going to watch Deadpool 2. I yeah, feel like I'm only going to watch Solo for podcasting it. Just watch it then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just watch it. Cool. Jeez. Use an excuse right. to hang out with us. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll watch anything podcast. So <laughs> there Just you go. Yeah. All right then. Well, cool. Right. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Everybody. Thanks for uh, reaching deep into Saturday morning. <laughs>